everybody, and welcome to the Cane and Rinse podcast, Volume 3, Issue 110. You can play along with Cane and Rinse Volume 3, and our next five issues coming up are Near, Hitman Blood Money, The Wonderful World of Cave Shoot-em-Ups, Super Mario World and Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, and following that, it's The Last Story. Head to canerince.com for the full schedule, the blog, and links to our forum and merchandise store, Facebook page, Twitter feed, and YouTube channel where you can find lots of quick rinses, including a number of Super Mario installments from Darren Gargett here. Please subscribe, review, and rate us on iTunes when you think of it. Much obliged. So, joining Mimi, Leon Cox, in this issue, <laughs> Tony I.I. I. Atkins... Hello, I'm doing monkey ball so but ah! Hello, <laughs> and it had to be Darren Gon Gon Gargett. Oh, I prefer baby, but I'll try and recreate the Gon Gon noise. He goes, ooh, 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 yeah, mm. big, big dude, isn't he? I love Gon Gon. I, I, I tend to play as I, I, but um, I think Gon Gon's my favourite. I have the toys here. Um, I have all four figures from Super Monkey Ball. I say all four. I know that in recent years they've added more characters and things, but nope. <laughs> I bought these at the time. Um, these are, yeah, some of some of my favourite uh, trinkets in my collection. Even at the age of early thirties, when I bought them, you know, it was a little, it was a little, um, you know, I don't, don't, not embarrassing, but. Uh, you know, I was old, I was old to be buying toy plastic monkeys in, in spheres, <laughs> but they sit on my desk here, and uh, their, little, right their little spiral ears always cheer me up. Mm. And Gong Gong always looks like his sideburns are made out of chocolate. <laughs> mm. yeah. And my girlfriend Tanya makes a face like Gong Gong when she's annoyed. <laughs> so, these these toys are they are they based on the original art style or yes. the new art style? Yes, these are from these are from you know Super Monkey Ball, uh, two thousand and sort of two era. I reckon. Original. Yeah, yeah. Um, managed to find two of them. I can't remember which two, um, and then couldn't find the others. And then eventually stumbled across them in a shop. And uh, yeah, had them all. The, the plastic spheres, sadly, many of them are cracked now, so they they live outside of their their actual Super Monkey. Have you actually been playing with them then? Yeah, they're poseable. <laughs> They've got poseable arms and and turny heads and everything. Yeah. I d- no, no, I guess I do know the question of that. The, the monkeys leave their ball in the cutscenes of two. Don't yes, they? they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. They live in the village, so of course they do. Yeah, you do see them. Uh, even in the first game, you see them like babies, sort of crawling mm. across a desert and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, they they only get in their spheres when they need to be in their <laughs> spheres for whatever reason. <laughs> it's never quite explained. Can, yeah, um, can we ever tackle that that actual setup? The mythos. Yeah. yeah, it's part of the charm. So way back when, um, in around early 2001, uh, Sega Amusement Division, as was then, released a coin-op, an arcade machine called Monkey Ball. Not Mm. Super Monkey Ball, Monkey Ball. Um, I've never seen one of these coin-ops. I've only ever seen pictures. And one of the most wonderful things about it is that the joystick, of course, your only interface with the game, uh, meaningfully, um, apart from in the bonus modes, is an analogue stick. And it's in the shape of a doll banana (laughs) on the original (laughs) coin-op, which is just perfect somehow. Um, Even when I went to Japan in 2006, I didn't see any sort of elderly Monkey Ball coin-ops, sadly. So I I would um, love one of them. Like... Yeah. Out of all the arcades ever made, I would love a Monkey Ball uh, mm. arcade. Just, just, just for the banana and, and the game, obviously. 
I wonder how it plays because I'm thinking of a, a joysticks like you know it's quite a, a finite amount of movement than that, and I'm thinking of a giant, great big banana joystick where there's like a fairly big travel between stuff. It must be a depends bit weird. on the travel, doesn't it? It yeah. depends on the on the on the. Um, but it was you know in the style of a of a classic uh, late '90s, early 2000s Sega coin-op. It was all designed around the, the control, you know, the control mechanism. Um, so this was, as you can imagine, the coin-op didn't have the mini games and the party games and whatever. Um, pure arcade. Uh, yeah. Yes, pure arcade, the original mode. Basically, um, to explain for people who don't know, it's a kind of variant of Marble Madness, Mark Cerny's famous 1984 coin-op, except it's in Polygon 3D, and instead of controlling the ball, you're really actually controlling the landscape mm. with the analog stick. It's weird. Yeah. Um, it, enormously precise controls um, that when you know the difference between somebody who muddles through and somebody who plays it like a boss and can get to the <laughs> ex expert levels um it, it's it's an enormous difficulty curve from the ridiculously easy first course all the way to the insanely difficult whatever it is hundredth course or um but yes this is uh the work of the the uh, director producers the uh, the famous toshihiro nagoshi and Amusement Vision, famous for such games. Uh, um, Nagoshi worked previously with AM2 with Yu Suzuki on games like Virtual Racing and Daytona. Um, so an amazing CV, really. Mm. Um, and Planet Harriers, Spike Out, Scud Race. Um, after Monkey Ball, he went on to work on F-Zero GX, of course, mm -hmm. on, the, on the GameCube. And more recently, the Yakuza series and uh, Binary Domain. It's quite amazing how much... In retrospect, looking at Monkey Ball after playing F-Zero, how much mm. Monkey Ball has the F-Zero vibe in it. And that sounds mm. really weird, but the way the engine <laughs> feels, looks and smells, you can almost imagine an F-Zero car in the background somewhere, even though they're completely opposite worlds in terms of aesthetic. The, I think the engine must have been used for F-Zero GX because it just has that Sega feel. Yeah, um, and 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 also it, it kind of marries. Also, there's a there's a real Sonic the Hedgehog vibe about it as well, and I think that's that's the grid. You know, it's it's got the Sega blue skies, it's got the gridded landscape, it's got the brown checks, um, and and all that. It's always made me think of Sonic slightly. I mean, the music's different, um, but it's it has a certain Sonicish vibe to it at points. I, I feel. I, I think the vibe I always get from it is just it's purely arcade. You know, it's real simple idea uh and you know the st story as such it's just you know get through the levels as fast as you can uh you can perfect it if you want but or you can just do it really easy but just a real kind of bright colorful happy atmosphere you know throw more quarters in it if you can um you know please keep on playing me kind kind of game it's also got that classic sega announcer voice that oh, yeah, yeah. appears in daytona and sega rally and stuff like the hurry up and you're like oh I'll don't continue. tell me to hurry up yeah. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. Sure. Mm. <laughs> one of my first thought. I think it was because um, I, I. So yeah, the the Super Monkey Ball GameCube home version um, came out on uh, September the fourteenth in Japan. Um, I assume that was the GameCube launch day. I'm not sure. In two thousand one, um, maybe slightly after. I'm not sure. But uh, November eighteenth in North America, two thousand one, and then of course we had to wait until uh, GameCube launch day, May the third, two thousand and two, before we got Super Monkey Ball. Now, my history with Super Monkey Ball was I picked up my GameCube on launch midnight launch day um, and I 
got a load of games. I got Luigi's Mansion and Wave Race, Blue Storm and Rose Squadron, I think, and Super Monkey Ball. And I think it was probably, obviously, we were still um, mourning the the Dreamcast at this point, or it was still clinging on to life <laughs> just about. And this was, you knew this was this was a Naomi based arcade game. You knew that this would have been a Dreamcast game had the Dreamcast been successful. Um, so it was there was that initial slight weirdness of booting up a Sega game on a Nintendo console, <laughs> but it was soon forgotten because as soon as you're playing it, you're in you're in Sega land, you know, it's, yeah. um, and it and it felt like a, it felt like a natural fit. Yeah, you can even tell by that their ears are basically just Dreamcast logos. So there's definitely that, a connection. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, for me, yes, I, I this was always going to be a, a a launch game purchase for me. It was probably probably my of the four games I picked up with the GameCube. I think it was the the one I was most excited about, and I think the one I played the most as well. And it became uh, a single and multiplayer fixture for me for quite some time. And booting it up again recently, uh, actually. I was going to play it on the on the the Wii with a with a wave, but I actually elected to load it on the GameCube. Yeah, me too. Play it with the original pad. Um, still got the memory card there with with all the all the times and scores saved on it. Um, various monkey target scores will come onto the mini games and things. Um, yeah, and uh, obviously we'll, we'll also talk about the sequel. But the, the the pair of GameCube games were kind of absolute mainstays of my gaming for a good couple of years. Um, Darren, what about you? Yeah, um, I remember working in Leighton Buzzards in a game shop, as I you know, always say when I talk about games. Is that, um, and there was a guy there who, who got the Japanese GameCube. He was, he was the guy who bought everything. You know? mm-hmm. He was always there. He had everything day one or you know, import day one and come through the post. Like, look what I've got. And you're always jealous of this guy. And he invited me around to his house one day. It was a bit weird thinking about it because he was like twice my age then. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Anyway, and yeah, and he's like, check out Luigi's Mansion. I was like, this is great. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion, great. And I was like, what else you got? He's like, I got, um, I got Super Monkey Ball. And I was like, huh? I, I saw the, the, you know, the iconic Sega logo on the front of the box, and I was like, okay. The, I mean, these GameCube Japanese boxes are very dinky and cute and stuff, and uh, the monkeys on the front cover are even cuter. Let's just check it out. And I remember just seeing the. It, my, my first image in my head popping to me is is a monkey sliding around on a like a horizontal platform that slides from left to right and i was just thinking this game is like is is for me like this is what i want <laughs> from games it's it's very odd to see monkeys riding around in balls which obviously yeah, it goes well with my brain and i made sure i put it in my pre-order basket with my um modded north american gamecube and i had it as uh, soon as it came through the um, through the front door, which was must it must have been like a week after the North American launch because I got it imported. Oh. So uh, yeah, roughly about middle of November I had it. Um, still got the same GameCube now. It has a little metal switch at the back that you flip from Japanese yeah. to Ooh, very fancy. And I've got the same Japanese uh, Monkey Ball, um, you know, GameCube box. And I, I just love the, the the little tiny GameCube boxes that the Japanese uh, people had. It's so much more, you know, characteristic and. Iconic than just a DVD style box. You know? Yeah, I've got. I've only got the one import game now. I think um, Japanese imports the Nintendo Puzzle Collection, which is oh, yeah. uh, Panel Dupon um, mm. and uh, a couple of others, which is uh, which is a great thing. Um, yeah, I assume. I don't know. Uh, this was at the, this weird period for Sega after they dropped out the hardware market, and actually the uh, UK version was distributed or possibly even published by Infograms. Um, I don't know about the US and uh, Japanese versions. I assume they were handled by Sega of America and Japan. But um, mm. 
just a tidbit there. See, it's weird seeing the Infogrames logo on the mm. box, but I remember that happened with a few in that period. That was around the era they were releasing things like Crazy Taxi on PS2 and, and Xbox and GameCube and stuff like that, wasn't it? They were basically trying to, you know, they they decided they weren't platform holder anymore, so they were they were Farm you know, out. Port, porting yeah. stuff to to um, maximise profits. Mm. Yeah. Tony, uh, you were saying in the in the virtual green room that you don't quite remember when you got Super Monkey Ball. I think it must be around launch because when I completed the game, I was super excited for the sequel, and it seemed to wait, you know, it seemed to wait forever for the sequel to come out. And it was only what a few, relatively what less than a year before the sequel. So, I you know, it, it must have been around day one. There weren't a huge amount of games to go on my GameCube, so I'm going to say probably day one. Um, but uh, when you say completed. Uh, is this the what the, the the middle set of levels? No, or no, the... no. I I completed Super Monkey Ball one and two. So wow, okay, yeah. that's that's seriously impressive. I, I yes. never had the skill or the patience to do that. Um, hence why I was super excited for two. But we'll get on to two. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I picked it up, and um, I remember you know a good friend of mine, Paul. Uh, we we kind of played it together quite a bit, um, and certainly with the old co- couch co op kind of stuff. Um, lots of mini games. But uh, I really enjoyed it, and I don't really recall playing a game similar to that kind of before. I, I think it was probably the aesthetic that got me more than anything. I love the level design, of course, but you know, I think we kind of just gone over a bit like there's a monkey in the ball. I, I don't know how you really phrase that to anybody, but just the art style was <laughs> was bright and colourful, and there was a real happy uh, feeling about the game. So I, I popped back to the game uh, today, in fact, just to have a kind of you know, refresh my memory on it. And uh, so like you, I, I played it on the GameCube. It seemed only right to, to have it there on the, the host system properly. And uh, I got three quarters of the way through the expert levels. So I did oh, all nice. the start, the medium, you know, beginning medium and then halfway through. Yeah, that, so much better than me. Uh, yeah. yeah and, and then just hit that brick wall, which I remember hitting first time and thinking, OK, this is going to be far more effort than I need to put in for this, <laughs> this particular show today. But um, yeah, still, still utterly fantastic as well. Still looks looks amazing so i want to say day one though i reckon okay so there were a lot of these uh back in the in the 80s in the 8-bit era after marble madness came out there were a lot of these sort of um guide the the mm. sphere or tottering object uh to the goal type games there were uh, gyroscope and spin dizzy and and various others um and then since monkey ball we obviously on the on the wii uh there was cora rinpa and mm. its sequel which is the game where you sort of actually hold the uh the wiimote and you sort of tilt the course using the accelerometers in that. That was an interesting yeah, game. Yeah, I was playing that the other day. And okay. Pure, purely inspired by Monkey Ball. I was reminded yeah. by uh, listening to Frozen Treasure saying, oh, you should get Koro Impa. I was like, oh, yeah, mm. that game exists. So, you know, mm. I got it off eBay for a few quid. You know, it, it's not Monkey Ball, but it certainly has its own charm. And it, it reminds me of an old wooden maze yes. game that I had with a marble. It kind of yes. <laughs> yeah, feels more exactly like that. Because everything looks like it's made of wood in the game. Yeah, and, it's really nice aesthetic, yeah. isn't it? I, I, it, it it's really there was a sequel as well. You're sort of like rotating the... You're not tilting it, you're sort of rotating it wholly in some situations. And it, I, I like what it was doing, but it, it, it failed to hook me for you know the long periods of time that Monkey Ball... Adorable box art as well, the first mm. game particularly. with yes. the little, It's got a little fuzzy dog ball on it. So. I, I think the best simulation game of Monkey Ball I've played since, although I don't think you move the environment, it's more about moving the ball, is Master... Marble Blast Ultra on the yes, I was on the Xbox. Just going to come on to that. Yeah, one. yeah. so played that to death. Completed that as well, uh, which was yeah. really tough. But that's yeah. a super fun game, uh, and Matt, yeah, you need real fine, uh, fine like control <laughs> over that ball physics. Anyway, I think the problem I had with Marble Blast Ultra is that it relies on 
uh, like wacky things by the end of it. Like I remember Air pushing oh, yeah. me around quite a lot, and I'm not a fan of that kind of like variable in those games. I, I like the rules to be really strict and obvious to the player. Mate Monkey Ball One does a really good job in just keeping things simple. It's just like here's a maze, sort of a maze that you have to you know roll to the end of. There's no like wind. There's no weather effects pushing you around or making you. Now, there is an ice stage, but I don't really feel like it's slippy. I think the game always feels kind of like slippy and teetery um, while feeling really tight. But yeah, I think Marble Blast was just a bit too zany for my tastes. And uh, Go I, back I to it. You probably I'd, appreciate it now, actually. Yeah, I probably would, actually. But actually, I felt, if anything, the reason I never warmed to Marble Blast as much, um, although I could appreciate you know, it, it's, it's a fine XBLA game. It's probably available for like, you know, two or three pounds now and, and worth picking up. It's got a multiplayer as well, though I suspect it's... Yeah, it's one of the first now. ones ever released, wasn't it? Uh, but yes, it was a 2005 XBLA yeah. game and I think based on an even earlier Microsoft Studios PC... Oh, and it's not Microsoft Studios, is it? But it's a, it was an even earlier PC downloadable game i think um marble blast not non-ultra version um the hd version looks you know it looked nice and you had a huge selection of um selectable marbles and there was some downloadable content as well and stuff like that but it was actually the fact that it wasn't like i really loved the monkeys in yeah, Super Monkey Ball. i love the characters i love the Se- the sega arcade vibe and it didn't have that and and that so i i didn't I like the noise of the, the the sound effects were good, although I missed the kind of silliness of the boop, 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 of the <laughs> of the marble rolling along. But it had that really nice sound of um, you know glass on wood kind of uh, or, or various. Mm. Oh, I can hear it in my mind now. It's brilliant. The squeaks, yeah, 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 <laughs> all that. Um, definitely, yeah. I mean, for for those who uh, you know don't have a, a system to play one of the original monkey ball games on, I would say Marble Blast is is worth picking up as a skill based arcade game. Mm. Um, but yes, other than that, um, my dream has long since been, and this is one of my sort of most, probably my most repeated tweeted things, is that I've been crying out for an HD Super Monkey Ball downloadable version for <laughs> PSN or XBLA or, or even the new consoles now with, obviously, with online leaderboards because mm-hmm. the, the, one of the greatest things, you know, it, Monkey Ball, Super Monkey Ball is is a real test of, precision and skill and i would be nowhere obviously on these leaderboards because i'm not particularly good at it but also the monkey target that was an amazing high score game you know i mean less so the other uh, well monkey bowling as well but yeah. le- less so the other uh, mini and party games but but monkey target online you know with the asymmetrical um multiplayer and mm. uh, monkey bowling um i mean like monkey bowling monkey golf come on i didn't i never liked monkey uh-huh. golf. Yeah, i was not a fan no. of monkey golf no, no. Monkey bowling though was until Wii Sports came along the bowling game. Yeah, it was. We played, we played many, many, many frames of monkey bowling, and I, I played a frame, uh, you know, ten, ten frames today, and um, very nearly, I came within two points of getting on my old high score table. Oh, wow! It's, it sort of all came flooding back. You know, I've never got a three hundred game, but I got two hundred and forty something game. I, um, I wish I could say the same for my skill level of monkey ball now. <laughs> Yeah, my high yeah. scores were completely safe. Let me just say that. And monkey bowling in in the sequel was barely improved, but the other all the other minion party games were. But we'll, uh, except monkey target, we'll come on to those. Um, but yeah, so going back now, playing through the beginner stages, um, you've got the, th- the three difficulties, um, and if you get through those without losing a life, is that when you get onto yeah. EX? As I recall, yeah, yeah, you get extra levels. Yeah. Um, so I managed, you know, the beginner stages plus the EX levels is 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 a, is pretty easy, um, mm-hmm. but then it starts once you get onto the the middle set of stages, advanced. So you um, get there are ten 30, stages and thirty yeah. stages, and fifty. Yeah. 
30 stages. Um, and yes, I completed those on, on the first Super Monkey Ball. Um, but going back now, you know, again, without that sort of that very precise, um, those very precise motor skills that are required <laughs> to control that ball and remember the gravity, not on the gravity, but the actual slopes on each of the individual courses. You know, these are impossible um, floating courses with precipitous <laughs> drops and tiny thin things. And as immediately that, that guitar level comes on, oh, the brilliant. amazing guitar string level. Mm. So there's a great example of how, how the game, you know, risk reward, classic thing. You've got, You've got a guitar with thickness of strings, six, six strings, I think it is, um, starting with a very wide one that, you know, anyone pretty Point much... five, can, I think it is, and then it goes yeah, down gradually. multiplier. Yeah. And then all the way up to a, a microscopically thin couple of pixels. That, <laughs> yeah, it's really which is impossible. I have no idea. I, it's not... I bet there's no. videos of people doing it. it. You can do it, and I have managed to... As, as good as I am at Monkey Ball, I, I'm going to say that because I, I don't normally boast about how good I get at games I am, but I'm good at Monkey Ball. I can do the tricks that I've seen. I can bounce off like right angles and uh-huh. dump through the... I can't ever do that little tiny sliver. <laughs> and there, there's a way of doing it, like because I've seen it on YouTube and stuff. Like You just have to go as fast as you can. Yeah. Across it, it right? Yeah, mm. and ju- and just be as cool as you can with the controller because the thing with Monkey Ball, and it's quite interesting playing it again recently with people who've never seen it before, is that as soon as you panic in Monkey Ball, you lose all control of everything. Like mm-hmm. it just goes belly up, <laughs> and you might as well just like just well, immediately just start. Again. It's the classic case of left, right, left, right, left, right, dead. Yeah, you know, as soon it. as you get into that whole what they all call the tank slapper, there's, there's no chance you're ever going to get back out of it. <laughs> so, yeah, and just I found it for like most of the levels. As soon as I start feeling out of control with the monkey, I look at the mini map in the bottom right corner and just let go of the control stick, and he just sort of just jump, he just plods on the ground, and you're like, that's how you save monkey ball. Like that, that's how you stop like falling out. In my case, I always use the mini map as a reference. But I think in terms of this guitar level, I think you just need to. You need to line it up with the floor in, like, in front of your monkey, which is why, why I play as Baby, because you can see the floor underneath Baby. And because he's quite small, he sort of he relates to the floor better than any other character because right, the other right. ones are quite big. So yeah. you, you get Baby lined up with, a, with like a, a seam on the floor and that, that will then line up with the guitar string that's really tiny, thin, and then you just bomb across it. But I, again, I can't do it. I'm just sort of extrapolating the skills that I use from other levels into that. So the interesting thing, I don't know if it's true on the original coin-op um, fascia, but the, the, the GameCube analog stick famously has an, an obvious octa- octagonal gate. Mm. So if you are pointing the analog straight forward, you know you're pointing mm-hmm. it straight forward because yeah. it's locked into the groove on the controller. And maybe, um, like, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Xbox and PS2 version. Maybe that's... It, does it? Do, do you think the GameCube version is easier because it has that... that Mm. Eight, it has the cardinal directions kind of locked into the analog stick. Definitely, yeah. I I've played a lot of Monkey Ball lately, and uh, the, the deluxe versions are mm. really, really good. Like they're, they're really good versions of Monkey Ball, apart from the controls. For exactly why you said, like you okay. need you need to just push forward and lock into that top, you know, like, like triangle. You need to just lock your stick into there and just go as fast as you can forward. But because the other pads are, you know, entirely mm. three sixty circular around the pad, and you lose control a lot easier. I would imagine that dead zone on the dual shock is a killer for Monkey Ball, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's, it's not great. Um, I'm not too sure. I, it, it wasn't as bad as what I thought it would be. But um, okay. I, get, I was playing Monkey like, Ball Lux on PS2, thinking this is a this is a good version. But like, I did really miss the um, mm. the eight way directional 
lock in on the game it, it's funny as well because you know you think of nintendo products and normally the game you know it's as we all know super mario 64 felt like the you know the n64 pad was designed around that game in mm. some respects it kind of feels like monkey ball was the game kind of highlighting how great the the gamecube pad was around it mm. uh you know mario sunshine wasn't wasn't so great at that but it, it really felt like it was you know symbiotic symbiotic with the uh mm-hmm. with the controller itself it's it just felt mm. like a, a perfect harmony, you know, this Sega product somehow ending up on this um, Nintendo hardware and it just being an absolutely, you know, brilliant um, advocate of what the uh, Nintendo hardware could do both graphically and, uh, you know, with the control pad itself. So true. And thinking about it, I'm holding a Dreamcast pad now um, and, you know, maybe it would have been spot on. And actually the, the Dreamcast pad, um, the analog stick has, it does have a little, you can feel there's a, a little notch on the inside mm. where you hit the, those eight direct, the cardinal directions, but it doesn't have that very obvious, um, you know, sort of lock in point. It's slightly looser. So it may have been that it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been quite as, mm. you know, quite as perfect in that regard on the Dreamcast. Yeah, as it um, surely would have come out on original. As, as good as the, uh, you know, the, the, the GameCube pad is for Super Monkey Ball. I do wish, and I, I felt this more lately with the Vita version, I do wish they used the C-Stick for slight camera movement. Do you, though? Mm. Yeah, because I found, <laughs> especially with Expert Level 7, there are times where you have to tuck yourself into a corner and then come towards the screen because you can't turn the camera. Yeah. So you find mm. yourself in awkward positions, and I've only gotten good at those stages because I, my muscle memory kicks in and I know where to go and how is that, to do it. Is that one where you've got a little ramp you need to go back over? Yeah, it's like a little yeah, triangle that goes up yeah, and down. So you I have to tuck, yourself, yeah, to tuck yourself into that little corner and get as much speed yeah. as you can. But the monkey's facing the TV. He's facing you. And if, if, I don't want complete control of the camera like the Vita version. I just want a little tiny... But it, like, to me, it, it kind of like... Those quirks are kind of monkey ball. Like there isn't, you don't have any temptation to move that camera at all. You just have to <laughs> work around it. And I remember having problems the first time I played it, and then smack bang, I was like, oh, of course, there's this horrible camera. But it doesn't often affect it. It's really only the, the later levels where you have to do you know, ridiculous sharp turns uh, and to switch the camera around. But mostly, I'd, I'd imagine ones where you're going super fast, having the the ability to move the camera an inch the other way would throw you out completely. I, I think you're yeah. better off not having any, maybe the later ones possibly. But Camera controls, camera controls sorry, of course, would have made it untrue to the original coin-op as well mm-hmm. because that was controlled with a single banana. I mean, Monkey Ball's interesting as a game. I remember a, a thread on a forum probably, you know, back in the day near the time, somebody had uh, broken their arm and they, you know, they were resting up and they were like, what games can I play with only one working hand and uh people are saying monkey ball you can play monkey ball because you don't even need the a button nah. for the main yeah. game because all it does is zooms out the, the the map the analog stick is all you need so if you can hold an if you can hold a controller in your left hand and just play with the analog stick you can play I, as much monkey I, ball I, I was watching a um a 37 minute speed run of monkey ball monkey ball 2 um, which, if you know monkey ball 2 that is just ridiculous in every way yes. shape and form but the guy was only using one hand almost as this like weird Added challenge for himself. He's just using one hand in the controller and moving Not around. Even steadying it with a yeah, just, yeah. That, just there we go. I know how this game works. And, and yeah, I was like, that's not even possible. Okay. Even in my youth, I never had that level of control to be a Super Monkey Ball expert. I mean, you know, I, the game didn't come out in my youth. It came out when I was in my in my thirties, and, and I was better at it than anyone else I knew. And I got you know some way into the expert stages. Never finished. Um, 
you know, there's a there's a there's a few notorious difficulty spikes even in the first game, and I got past I got past expert seven, which is one that a lot of people never do. Um, got onto about expert thirteen, I think, looking earlier. But there's still another thirty something mm. stages that I've never seen. Um, you know, I shouldn't even be on this show, really. But um, and and there's and I'll be honest, there's even more in Super Monkey Ball too, because mm. yeah, they just I just didn't. Uh, apart from anything, I was having far more fun playing the mini games and the party games in <laughs> multiplayer. Um, and and the and the single player stuff as much as I loved the the concept and I liked the early stages the ones I could do the the difficulty was was beyond what you know beyond something I could enjoy it was just making me a twitching sweaty wreck. Well, and, the, and the funny thing about this, and maybe this is a conversation for me and Darren who managed to get through it. You saying that is a, is makes me laugh because Super Monkey Ball Two is just a completely different plane. They, you know, they just, I mean, we'll talk more when we get there, but they go, you know, completely over the top. And actually going back to Monkey Ball 1 now, I'm remembering what 2 was like. It was like, oh man, this this was kind of simple. I know that always sounds funny when someone's like, oh, I can't get past it. Well, it's fine for me. But it, yeah, they, I think Darren's mentioned it earlier. They keep things um, relatively um, straightforward. So, hmm. you know, okay, so, you know, there's there'll be different, so what do you class as difficult platform section would be that, you know, from running from the goal to the end would be a really, really nice flat platform. You get there really quickly, but the harder ones you'd have to go up a up a slope and then down a slope with a narrow edge at the the bottom of it. So you'd have to pull back on the control so it stopped really fast. Mm. And there would be maybe a slope to the left, so you need to hold to the right, but at the same time you need to have amount you know, a fair amount of inertia to get over that ramp. At the same time, trying to stop the monkey ball at the very end, and all that is quite complex. And as Darren said, there wasn't any you know other effects such as wind or, or you know other things trying to push you off the platform it's just purely your skill controlling that that monkey ball where you know we talk more in two two just added so much more complexity to the to the um, proceedings that one actually feels like they really had a tight-knit idea of what this was and they kept it fairly firm and tight to the ground of uh, of what that um you know idea was what i love about monkey ball one levels is that they they show you exactly what you need to do within the first like you know pan around like this is the mm-hmm. level like if anything's going to move you'll see it within the first second like you know things do move things slide and bumpers do spin around massive circles and all these crazy things but you see it straight away but what I love about Monkey Ball levels especially Monkey Ball One is that they have most of them have a hidden agenda there's always a, there's always a way to absolutely destroy the level and it feels intentional but you can there's one where it's like is you go along a long, it's quite hard to explain, but you go along this really long path and it goes into a massive spiral and it feels like you're going down a toilet. Like you keep spiraling mm-hmm. round and round and round. But what, what you didn't know, uh, and I found it out by accident, is that along this forward path that stretches out quite a while, you can just jump off of that and actually hit the goal from there. Like you just drop off. And and the way I do that is I count the seconds at the top. I, I go one, two, three, four, five. And then on seven, I fall off and like muscle memory kicks in. I smack the goal and I do it in like eight, in like eight seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... All these levels have a hidden agenda, which, like I said before, I use the minimap to do. And I've, I've never really heard anyone say that. And I think I'm a massive weirdo for saying that. Like, I use the minimap in Monkey Ball. You're like, shut up, you idiot. But it really does like help you find those hidden nooks and crannies. And I wonder if Sega deliberately designed levels that way. Well, I think they did because it, I think it's one of these these games which have a, a you know a real kind of you know, it seems really simple on the top. So anybody could play, certainly in the earlier levels, anybody could play Monkey Ball. You know, you could give it to your, you know, your children and they would get mm. a lot of fun from it. Mm. But the expert levels are obviously, you know, a lot harder, as they should be. But there's tricks and t- and techniques to everything. So, you know, 
interestingly watching this speed run and this was more for two than one but i imagine the same stuff works for one so everybody understands you know, if you can see the goal below you if you have enough inertia from your ball you can probably jump onto a platform then onto a platform and if you, yeah. you know, if you can control your ball enough then it's fine i mean that's that's fairly simple but the more complex stuff is whether the developers meant for it to happen or not but how people then use the physics of that engine to, mm. to you know they can repeat it time and time again so you know it's the engine doing the work that if they catch a wall at just the right angle then they can bounce off a platform onto another corner and then that fires them into the goal and as you were saying about the minimap, um, this guy was explaining how he, he got the times he was doing. And he said, once again, it's all to do with the, the seconds that you see on the clock. So you got yeah. pretty much every level is a minute. Um, and he would say, so if you're going at full speed for the first you know, four seconds, then you know if you exit the plat- platform on, the, on that full second, yeah. that if you drop down, you'll hit the goal down the down the bottom because that's the exact angle. And it happens every single time. So the, yeah. the actual game engine is really robust. Yeah, you also feel like every level in the first game was designed to within an inch mm-hmm. of its life, mm-hmm. like with with all that stuff in mind, like play tested to death. And 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 um, yeah, I mean, it's worth saying. Uh, obviously, for any score chasing on this, um, you get a multiplier times two if you do anything within the first thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's also the 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 absolute horror of trying to bring it home in the last ten seconds with the <laughs> countdown going on. Um, so yeah, the, the faster the better, really. <laughs> but I mean, having having said that, you know, the the super speed play stuff. I think most people probably you know are like you know probably Leon and me and, and many other people where you, know, you see those targets. Sometimes you can pull them off, sometimes not. You may lose fifteen lives trying to do it, and then realise <laughs> you probably just carry on. And then you're chasing against that timer. You've got sixty seconds on the clock, and you're slowly going around the maze as intended by the developer. And, you know, like as Leon said, 10 seconds remaining and you're looking and go, I've got a quarter of a map remaining. And then you go completely over the top trying to, like, take the bend too fast and mm-hmm. you die. Now, mm-hmm. another game this reminds me of, and it's weird, but it's it's Super Meat Boy S with its restart system. It's for a GameCube game. I assume, I don't know how they've done it, but, you know, they didn't certainly it's not on memory or anything, is it? It's, it, it must cache it in the RAM somewhere, I, I would assume, but it's instant restarts. And it's absolutely perfect for it because you just, yeah, yeah messed it up, next, messed it up, yeah. next, it, messed it up. It must just load each level and then cache it straight away because, yeah. you know, the levels are very small and the skyboxes are all the same. So it's not doing a lot in terms of, yeah. you know, what the, what the game's demanded yeah. from the console. So it must just cache them in and then just instantly just kick back in when you die or fall out. You don't really die, do you? Do yeah, you? It's, a, it's a really, I think it's... Uh, I find it aesthetically a lovely game. Mm. Um, obviously, now when you play it, it's standard def. It doesn't look as high res as it once did, but it's still really appealing. Like mm. we said, it's got you know, it's got that that Sega look. It's got that slightly Sonic the Hedgehog esque thing going on. You know, cute characters, bright yellow bananas, and and all that. But yeah, it's not it's not um it's not a deeply a sophisticated game or, or engine intensive game is it it's it's quite low poly i think and um it's really it i think it it's pretty much um 60 frames a second uh, you notice some slowdown i think it's in monkey race which is a sort of yeah. a, a fairly dull and perfunctory mario kart clone but you know it's there it's free what the hey um there's you get some slowdown in that mode when there's uh, multi multiple uh, balls on screen and and uh, power ups going off and whatever um but overall, I think the, the the sixty frames is absolutely crucial to the uh, to the gameplay of the single player. Yeah, I've only noticed a few hitches in the frame rate. Uh, you know, I don't want to go too much, but like when you find the secret exits in the level, which um, again you can sort of see straight away, they're a different color and they're in like an, an obscure position. 
I noticed that with a few of them, if you hit the, the hidden exit and then he sort of, you know, usually when you hit a goal in Monkey Ball, he flies off into the sky and you see the next level up there and you're like, oh, that's what the next level looks like briefly. Whereas if you hit an exit that's a secret exit, he'll normally bounce into a ceiling because it's not, yeah. it's not mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you see a little bit of a hitch there. You're like, oh, <laughs> hang on. Yeah, this isn't the perfect game that I think it is because like, there's a little bit of a hitch there, but it's it's cool. Like, I, I love the fact that it's just a little touch and it's probably not even the level actually above you. It's just like an image, a sprite, just sitting up there. But you're like, yeah. there's the next level. And it's it's those little touches that sort of make it feel not like a world, but like a like an actual, ah, I don't know, but it just makes it feel more complete, you know, like rather than yeah. just being a bog standard sort of, like Monkey Ball, the arcade game, I had to look at it and I was like, that looks really basic. I thought it was literally going to be like Super Monkey Ball, but in an arcade, it actually looks really bare bones compared to the GameCube mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad they put the extra... You know, we even we did say Super Monkey Ball looks kind of basic, and it does. But I'm glad to put the extra effort in of having like a little ladybird slide up and down a plant pot. Like that's just that's just Sega. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I love it for it. Right, I've never really spent a lot of time looking at the original coin up, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't spot the differences. I mean, I probably would if I looked at it now. Mm. Um, but that's interesting. Again, you wonder if if the game had just been ported a straight Naomi port to Dreamcast, would they have added all the extra stuff in, or was it the fact that they had the extra power of the GameCube? You know, a slightly more powerful machine than the Dreamcast in some ways, I imagine. Um, but obviously, that you know, it, they part of the, some of the problems that uh, some developers had with the GameCube was the physical size of the discs not having much yeah. data on. But um, mm. they've managed to cram plenty on, plenty of levels in whatever way, and even more, even more stuff in Super Monkey Ball Two. So there was an engage version. Uh, we don't often say the words engage on on Kane and Rince. We've we've yet to cover an engage game. It, it's probably going to prove difficult. Um, but yes, an engage Super Monkey Ball. I vaguely remember that uh, side talking engage consoles. Anyone have an engage here? No, uh, briefly. For, you know, Did but, you? Yeah. Uh, I, oh, I, 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 you're I, the I, one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because because the, the game shop scenario, I was always living of it, course. working. That things were coming and going. I was like, engage, oh, yeah, I'll try it out. And then soon enough, you're like, actually, I'm going to put it back on the shelf. So I, I had it for, I had the monkey ball for a little while. Oh, did and you? I was, and I was okay. like, no, this isn't this isn't what I want from a monkey ball game at all. And um, so how did it control? Mm. Engage. It, it's on the fringe of my memory. I just remember not liking it, and it's, it's it reminded me very much of the GBA junior, junior version. Like it kind of felt like these machines shouldn't be trying to recreate a monkey ball game. Um, yeah, it kind of felt it felt really forced. I'm trying to think. Does Engage have a gyroscope? Oh God, I'm glad it doesn't. I don't know. I, don't no, know. I think it was. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. A, it had a D-pad of, of sorts, didn't it? But I remember yeah. the original Engage. You had to actually sort of take the machine apart yeah, to change games. Yeah, it's almost like a Brilliant. SIM card situation, wasn't it? Where you had to yes. Right behind the battery. Yeah, it wasn't, crazy, it wasn't crazy great. thing. Uh, an iOS version arrived late, much later in 2008, um, and a Windows Phone version even more recently in 2011 of the original mm-hmm. Super Monkey Ball. Um, I've not played either. Yeah, I've got both of them on my, on my Windows Phone. I've got the Super, Super Monkey Ball and then the Super Monkey Ball 2 Sakura Edition. Yes, um, yes. They're not bad games. They're, they're, they, they look like the Wii versions, you know, the, the, the new art style. And each level is sort of covered in barriers because we're using tilt controls, so it kind of stops the player from being frustrated okay. by falling off every five yeah. seconds. But right. it just sort of when you when you play when you play a monkey ball level with barriers, it kind of removes the, the point of playing a monkey ball game. Yeah, it's like when you go temping bowling and you see the kids have got the barriers up the sides and you're like, you know, where's the danger? Yeah. Where's the peril? Oh, well, I, I had the RS version and um that was an extremely buggy version. In fact that um 
I remember that they had to patch it because the controls were too um, was were too um, sensitive. Right. So you, it would almost impossible con- to control because you'd just be you know you'd turn the phone slightly and the monkey ball would just fall off. So it's all gyroscope stuff. Um, so they had to patch it and kind of deaden some <laughs> some of the controls. So I never got particularly far far with it. Yeah, and Monkey Ball Two on the phone, they um, they give you the options to sort of recalibrate your your uh, mm-hmm. tilt sensor. So like if you're lying down on your back with Monkey Ball One on the on the Windows phone, it doesn't recognise the fact that you're you're already lying down. So it sort of like rolls immediately no. off. Whereas Monkey Ball Two, I'm sure it has like a thing in the corner to sort of centre your uh, your you know your tilt position from wherever you are, and then it goes from there. Um, but yeah, you know, I just don't, I just don't think the gyroscope. Like, how fun, how finite are the controls on the joystick, and then the gyroscope? It just feels like there's just too much, um, yeah. you know, too much of a, a risk of movement that you didn't mean to be. It works. I mean, some of it's fine. They altered the levels significantly enough that you you can get through a lot of stuff. But the the latest stuff is just feels like it's a nightmare. Yeah, mm. uh, but but then like you say that, I mean, try playing a game with a balance board. <laughs> Well, we're coming on to that. <laughs> so uh, first bit of feedback from the forum. This is from Coffee Jesus, a.k.a. CJ. He says, the only Super Monkey Ball I've played was the version on the Nintendo GameCube. I still have fond memories of the miss I was dating and I playing couch battles on the multiplayer stuff. In particular, Monkey Fight, the one with the boxing glove on the spring. <laughs> Had some triumphant tournaments between us, lots of digs, laughs and a big memory from way back when. As for the miss, I'd wager she's still the ghost in my heart, which is perhaps why I've never returned to the franchise. Yeah, I've definitely got one of those kind of... Thing. So it's like it reminds you too much of a previous life, and you're just like, oh, I'm never, never going back to that. Yeah, interestingly, uh, Super Monkey Ball came out just before I got together with uh, Tanya, who's still my partner to this day. So um, it, it's quite nostalgic uh, for us, mm. Super Monkey Ball. Um, we were playing, yeah, uh, you know, she wasn't, you know, a big gamer, but we pl- definitely played some Monkey Fight and stuff, um, and even more games in the sequel. So the next game, chronologically, um, which was sort of released pretty much as a companion piece, or slightly after, uh, to the original Super Monkey Ball, was Super Monkey Ball Jr. on the Game Boy Advance. Now, (laughs) so this was developed by somebody called Realism, who I don't know, but um, I saw the credits rolling earlier uh, when Darren Gargett was streaming some of this this game, playing it uh, via emulation. Um, and it was a clearly a Western-developed uh, game because mm. all, the, all the names were either English or American-looking. So this was when THQ were distributing Sega's GBA stuff. Um, the reason I gave this a, a swerve was because two reasons, really. Um, GBA was a very much a sprite-based machine, not mm-hmm. polygons, and it didn't have an analog stick. It had a D-pad. Yeah. So my, my feeling was this can't be Monkey Ball. <laughs> Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, playing it just now for the first time since release, um, it it clearly feels forced in every possible way. Like they they try and recreate the levels from Super Monkey Ball, um, but it you know the the way the GBA handles polygons isn't best. You know in in the simplest of games. So when when you've got a game about rolling a monkey around these polygons, it's not you know it's not great at all. Um, all all control is lost when it comes to precision around like the expert stages. Because you've only got a, you've got a D-pad, yeah. and the monkey doesn't feel like he's on the floor. He kind of feels like like Ridge Racer did on in the, in the track. It, it kind of feels like he's in the middle of the screen, 
as opposed to him rolling around a maze. If, if that makes any sense. Mm, no, it does. Yeah, it kind of feels like they just plonked the thing. It could be a blob of blue tack for all I care. It doesn't actually feel like he's just rolling around uh, a level. And I don't feel, I've never felt like I was fully in control of him when it comes to Does it to the use, stuff. in the absence of analog, does it use the buttons for like a speed up or, or anything like that? Slow down, speed up type. Uh, a lot of conversions of Marble Madness, because of course the original Marble Madness coin up used a trackball. Um, an analog device which mirrored perfectly and the, the movements of a marble um, but a lot of the home conversions which used an eight-way joystick would use a button for a kind of speed up it didn't tell me anything like it didn't say oh if you play monkey ball then maybe you want to know these things i just assumed it was just you know a, a one well i say what a one stick a one d-pad adventure um right uh, they've modified the levels to be not easier but they sort of modified them to maybe reduce polygon count or to account for the fact that you're playing with a D-pad. Like some classic levels from Super Monkey Ball are, are butchered to the point where you're just like, well, that just sucks the fun out of that level, doesn't it, really? <laughs> and, you know, it's it's never the place to play Monkey Ball, but I'm still quite happy that they did it in a, in a weird way. It's kind of, I'm always, oh, uh, like Half-Life 2 on the Xbox, the original Xbox, like it, it's, it's, it's a good version, but it's not the best, but I'm sort of happy that it exists. And this kind of feels like the same, you know, I, I'm happy that another Monkey Ball game was made, no matter how or it is. I have to say, I was quite, I was surprisingly impressed by how it looked overall. It didn't look as jerky and uh, ugly as I expected. I expected it to look incredibly blocky and slow frame rate, but it actually, I suppose maybe this was because you were running the emulation, emulation yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, be interesting to see the original, but um, probably not one to seek out. I don't know if it's <laughs> no. rare and or expensive now. It's um, quite pricey. But, is it? Yeah, it, is won't, it won't break your wallet, but you know, it probably. It, it, I never. I haven't bought it since the release, and you know, I don't want to pay another twenty, thirty quid for it for just just to have it in the collection. Yeah, if I see it cheap. I'll a lot of up. a lot of GBA games are, are, are pretty mm. pretty pricey now. Mm. Um, so that was November in North America, two thousand two, and April two thousand and three over here in Europe. No idea about the Japanese release. I'm sure it happened. Mm. Um, next up. It was uh, continuing the series on the GameCube. And as Tony, you rightly said earlier, uh, it was less than a year um, between the games um, for uh, for each territory. Mm. Um, a quick follow-up. So uh, August 2002 in America, November in Japan. Even, even came out in Japan afterwards, even though it's a Japanese game. And March 2003 for us, the usual wait. Um, yes, and uh, I picked this up day one because I still loved me some Super Monkey Ball. The reviews yeah. had been pretty positive, although I think there had been some naysaying about some of the level designs. But for me, it was actually more about and remained this way <laughs> and still does all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, so tennis, football... Um, improved racing, a new version of Target, which I didn't know at that point wasn't going to be a patch on the wonderful original monkey Target, mm -hmm. um, the boat race, the uh, shooting game, um, a, a much more comprehensive billiards, which is pool, um, and even a dogfighting game. So oh, it, yeah. it was really all that stuff that, um, that tempted me. And in the end, of course, <clears throat> it boiled down to playing uh, bowling and uh, <laughs> Billiards over and over like again, tennis. and pretty much <laughs> tennis is all right. right. It's, 
it's one of those Japanese tennis games in the style of Mario Tennis mm-hmm. or Super yeah. Tennis, um, but it's not quite as good as those. So it's it's always the way, and and like the golf was fleshed out into a you know a full simulation instead yeah. of a kind of crazy golf course. Um, but a lot of these things have since been eclipsed by by other mini games and other things or or other or other games. But I still, we still had a lot of fun with with me and my friend Pete in particular, and also my girlfriend playing playing some of these mini games. But pretty much. Uh, I got stuck and, and frustrated. I mean, I completed. It's got the sort of the the, the challenge mode, which is like the regular arcade mode. Um, I got most of the way through the normal and uh, the easy and normal stages on that. Um, but they also added a multi, many large stage story mode, <laughs> sort of wow. in some way to try and to justify uh, the, the the the. But yeah, th- this is where in that mode and and also the harder levels on the on the challenge mode just. It just seemed to be not as much care and thought had gone into the design of the levels, and they just well, seemed to be unpleasant for toughness's sake. But it, it's a it's a classic example of a classic case of a developer having an idea and then going, well, you know, we obviously need to improve on this idea. So what can we do for the sequel? And then saying, okay, well, let's add a whole ton of stuff. Um, and then fundamentally losing a, you know, a, a core of what the game was, why the game was fun in the first place. Now, the, there's nothing particularly wrong with that. I mean, if you're after a real challenge, I mean, if you if you if you can complete Monkey Ball Two, you can kind of look back on Monkey Ball One and go, "Man, that was really easy." Um, and you know, maybe not get quite as much enjoyment of one if that makes sense. But to to me, two at, at times was just um, obtruse. It was it was just being mean for the sake of being mean. Like they just made the levels levels so difficult because they wanted people to spend hours and hours and hours. But then again, like I say, I watched this speed run and then just this. I was watching levels which you know I suffered hours and hours and hours on to do <laughs> one, and then he does it in you know eight eight seconds or something because you know you can hit a thing and then bounce off that. And I'm thinking, well, you know, was it my lack of skill or was it? me not wanting to put the time in to, to learn the tricks of the trade or or, or was uh, it just me being so pig-headed to do it the way that I thought maybe the developers would like me to do it? it it's really odd. The problem with Monkey Ball 2, Super Monkey Ball 2, uh, 2's level design is that it feels so random in its in its chaos. And obviously people can speed run it and the timer mm-hmm. and the, the, you know, the, the miles per hour and the minimap all taken together. It can be done. But w- when you look at a Monkey Ball 2 level... And compared to a Monkey Ball One level, it just feels like a there's they have a familiar theme. They have a typical theme. They have a long plate for you to go down, and then there's a square base, and then on that square base is a bunch of random polygons to avoid, and then you get through a goal. And mm-hmm. I, 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 every level just felt like that. There was a few where it was it was more traditional Monkey Ball One like maze levels, but these ones just felt like like I say, just a bunch of polygons jumping around on a square base. And I was like, well. Where's where's the, challenge? Yeah, so, where's the fun in this? So, so the difference from one, from one, the environment mostly stayed static. So it was a, a case of you managing, you know, the, the dips and the troughs and the peaks of the environment. Uh, you know, occasionally there, there was one or two in mechanical sections, certainly in the later expert levels, but there mm. were few and far between. Two, it's it's almost straight away. They they add elements. Um, I mean, there's you've got the bumpers and stuff, which you know fling you off, and you've got things that are trying to push you off all the time. But then you've also got the environment itself. Um, moving around so for instance there could be a goal um, one of the earlier levels there's a a goal that's um, would kind of move away from the environment kind of roll back on almost like in a 
or it's kind of Catherine wheel kind of way. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like an easy one, the hard one, and an expert one. So the easy one goes slightly slower, so you're chasing the goal, and can you get there just in time before it comes back again? And then the expert one, like it, you have to get it pitch perfect. And that's just the simplest things. But I'm talking like the, in towards the later levels, there'd be as a, almost like you know massive hairbrush yeah. um, floating around the level, and you'd have to fit between the tines of that hairbrush. And <laughs> like, yeah, fair enough. That there's there's a challenge towards that. But there may be like 15 sections where you'd have to do it, you know, absolutely perfect. And if you caught that last one, then you'd be be in tears and you still got the, you know, the, the 60 second timer. So you'd be trying to manage all this stuff as well as the environmental stuff. And it just become a bit too, too much. And it led to frustration more than uh, elation of completing the level. Yeah, it relies on like an expectation. And fair enough, like for a sequel, you want to try and change it up a mm-hmm. little bit, but there's too many things that jump up and down. And when you've got no con- camera control to look up and down with the things that are jumping up and down, you're kind of relying on the shadows. And then even then the shadows aren't brilliant. They don't give you too much detail on how far up they are. So like you've got these things that look like, like pebbles, I guess, and they're sort of jumping up and down all over the place and sort of rocking about, but you've never really got a great idea of where yeah, they are in relation shadow. to you. Yeah. So, you, and then they come down, they squash you through the floor and you're like, Oh, okay. That doesn't Clip, really feel like, yeah. <laughs> like a, a good hard game makes the player feel like it was the player's fault, not the game's fault. And that's why you keep replaying Dark Souls. You keep replaying Meat Boy because it's it's the player's fault, not the game's. Whereas Monkey Ball 2 is just like, yeah, because you, um, you know, you, you might have missed a pause switch somewhere. Like you, you get punished for that. And you're like, well, do, why do I want to be pressing switches yeah, in a Monkey Ball game? Yeah, they, they add switches in this. So there's, um, you can pause or you can even speed up um time so if you you know you're desperate to try to get something you can speed up the environment and sometimes mm. it's it's to your advantage to do so other times it's it's better to to slow stuff down but you know they're normally near the starter level but I mean, isn't that just an admission to like a rubbish game design like i feel like they made these levels and they were going hold on this is a bit weird like we've got too many jumping polygons let's add switches <clears> to pause the game it kind of feels like an admission of defeat like maybe their level design wasn't great and that's all that's hypothetical from my point of view but that's the way it feels like these these switches that sometimes you're automatically put upon when you start a level. They felt like they were an afterthought to game design. Mm. It's, what, what is incredible, you always see the environment as you, as you come and land or you know, spruce up these things. They show you a quick you know, 360 degree view of what you're a challenge. And I remember sometimes thinking, like, that, that's not even possible. <laughs> like, yeah. how, how am I even, even like just physically trying to get through there, let alone adding a time pressure limit and all that stuff? <laughs> what isn't really interesting, though, is that I did actually achieve and completed this game and it, it's actually one of my greatest gaming moments because i remember it took me far too many hours to do and uh, i was once again me and my my good friend paul we were playing it and you know we both jumped onto this game at the same time and we were having the challenge who could beat you know super monkey ball 2 first because we both completed the first one and um you know i'm proud to say and you know paul may deny it now but you know <laughs> he gave up halfway through uh, mm-hmm. and eventually he you could um Oh, there was the game genie. Well, it wasn't a game genie, was it? What was it called? Um, the action or... replay. Yeah, that you could um, mess around and and like I can't remember what he did, but I think just give yourself more lives or whatever. Uh, and he, he eventually got it through that way. But I, I I was so stubborn and I didn't do it. And um, I remember doing it first and spending hours and hours and hours. And it was I was so proud that I managed to do it. Having rewatched some of that stuff today, um, I I actually I'm not sure how I did that because <laughs> well, it's crazy. With with monkey ball games, once you've maxed out the the you earn play points for playing the game. Mm-hmm. Once you've once you've maxed out all the mini games you bought with your play points from playing the single mode, uh, single player mode, 
you can then buy continues with those play points. And when you max out the continues that you've bought, you then get infinite continues. So mm. I remember, uh, especially for Monkey Ball 2, that I, I, I was brute forcing my way through that game because I didn't feel like I was in complete control of Baby. Uh, whereas Monkey Ball 1, um, I can get to the end of Expert, you know, without without losing my five continues. And I, I think that, that shows... Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think they play they, they play very similarly in their in their physics and stuff like you know how it actually feels to roll a monkey ball and I think the fact that I lose so many lives in Monkey Ball Two just just shows the um the lack of quality in the level design and in retrospect after playing other Monkey Ball games it actually is quite a good Monkey Ball game mm, yeah like you kind of have to see the bad stuff to you know appreciate the not so bad stuff you know I mean like like you know hindsight's a wonderful thing and all that and um. Oh, I actually going back to Monkey Ball 2, I was like, you know what? <laughs> it's not it's not as offensive as I made out because the hype train for, for this game for me was on par with like Perfect Dark on N64. Like this was like wow. Monkey Ball Monkey mm-hmm. Ball 2's coming, like import it, like super fast delivery. It came soon after release in America and I was on it and I was like, Oh, is this is this is this it? <laughs> like I, I love what they do with the backgrounds. Like at some point you're sort of rolling over a massive um, stew of vegetables, like a very... Yeah, like, cooking pot, yeah. yeah but mm. it affects the frame rate, and you're like, oh, no, the steam, yeah, like, it, the steam, oh, no. It graphically, mm. it looks a huge step up. Um, mm. And it, once it, it's got a story for it, but, you know, they're trying to turn the, the bananas into curries, or curry bananas, <laughs> it's, it's stupid. <laughs> Dr. Bad Boom. It's ridiculous. It's a great <laughs> name, though. That is a great name. It is a great name. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you, you got like a volcano level, so you you know there's fire everywhere, and it, it's it's very atmospheric. But the the, start, the earlier levels, there's this great big waterfall behind you, and it it actually does add a, a sense of oh, this is a, you know very much a step up step up visually uh, for the series, even if it's a lot of the stuff is just you know background, um, you know eye candy. I really appreciate what they did with the the structure of that game, uh, the story mode. It, while it has a story, which is not a fable way to look at that game, I don't look at the story and go, oh, yeah, thanks for the entertainment there, Sega. I, I look at the structure and go, actually, that's a really good way of treating the player who doesn't want to be challenged. Like, the challenge mode is there to get stressed out with. Like, oh, no, I've only got one life left. Oh, no. Whereas this story mode, if you fall off, it's fine. Just go back to the level, select screen, and choose a different level. Come back. Because you can choose it of any one of mm-hmm. ten, can't you, at any one time. So it really it's, Until... it's a lot more relaxed. Until you get to world, f- the last one on four, which is launchers, oh. which is the hardest level on on world, which is the point that I stopped playing the single player on Super Monkey Ball Two because I had another go of it today just to see, um, and I know that you can eventually you you will eventually land on this tower after being pinged up in the air mm-hmm. and smacking another off the one. side of this thing, but uh, it's just I just thought it was a terrible level, yeah. and I thought well if this is indicative of how this game's going i'm just gonna stick with the multi i'm just gonna stick to the multiplayer stuff there's some there there is some actually i mean there's some really interesting stuff you you take aside that maybe it's it's different from what the original game is there's some you know interesting stuff where the environment moves around uh your your ball so you know it'd be going you know going up vertically you need to make sure that you're on a barrier that so you don't fall off um there's actually one of the extra levels is fantastic you're on a gamecube and the gamecube's rotating Mm. Um, and it's you know absolutely perfect representation of a GameCube. It mm. looks brilliant. But um, it, you know, there's quite a few of those. But it's it just it's really hard. I mean, if you fall off that stuff and have to restart again, you could be quite late into your run. And although 60 seconds doesn't sound a lot, you you've done maybe you know, 
five or six very complex uh, mm-hmm. movements to get there. So if you then just roll, I mean, that's all, I guess, the, the trial and error, isn't it? But uh, the frustration is one of those ones where you grab the control pad and you can see if you can twist it and break it in hard just because you know, yeah. it's actually going to be more, you know, less stressful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, that level you mentioned, Leon, is a prime example of why I think this game is inferior. Um, and even though, and you, uh, don't punch me through the internet when I say this, but I can do that level like with the mini map perfectly. Like I can pin up that tower and land through the <clears> ribbon <throat> in one shot. And that's just through mem- my muscle, muscle memory. But mm. that level is awful. It is, it is it's not even <laughs> fun to think about. It's like, oh, I've got a, I've got a, there's these, like, these little platforms that shunt you up the spire. And then I have to sort of wobble my way back down. And if I miss it, I'm going to, you know, go flying off because the spire is rounded at the bottom and you, your speed is so, is so fast that you can't control mm. yourself. Um, yeah, it's that level is just a prime example of why that game isn't, you know, as good as the first one. Yeah, it, it, the game's just full of them. But they did add in a widescreen option, sixteen nine aspect ratio, uh, which is one improvement. And as I say, um, although I feel that Target was a, a big downgrade from the fantastically tactical and thoughtful um, flying. Uh, Flying Monkeys game, uh, which we played so much um, and so obsessively that we even used to debate whether it was crueler <laughs> uh, to land the monkeys with their wings open and let yeah. them drown or close and let them suffocate. <laughs> um, uh, we, I think drowning generally is considered uh, slightly more pleasant but because um, the thought of them just being trapped in their sphere... Uh, yeah. asphyxiating from lack of oxygen at the bottom of the uh, of that beautifully blue sparkling um, Sega oh, ocean stunning isn't it uh, but yes a lot of the mini games I mean boat race was was a horrible button bashing affair mm. um, yeah. baseball had we had some fun out of baseball um, the golf I mean even the golf game it had that a uh, classic Japanese golf game thing where um, the the latter holes were ludicrously difficult as well, <laughs> so you'd end up with taking horrible horrible um, points on them. Um, the football was kind of a sort of virtuous striker type thing, which is makes sense because they've got some of the same staff and things like that, um, but limited. Um, race I think was slightly improved over the first race. None of these games individually were that amazing, apart from uh, billiards, which um, was. Yeah, uh, an absolute st- multiplayer stalwart for me. Um, and bowling was re- ba- barely changed at all, as I recall. It was b- barely, barely any difference. Um, I really can't remember what the differences were, but it was still, <laughs> I still loved it. Um, and, and those were the reasons, those were the reasons that I've held on to my Super Monkey Ball 2 disc, because frankly, it does now feel, going back to it, I just, I, I could immediately feel that I didn't have the same affection for it as soon as I loaded it. It's everything, even from the cover art, it's got a very, the, 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 the European design is very lazy, I think. It's just got a blue and yellow spiral yeah. on the back of the monkeys just coming out the, but whereas the original box has a nice render of a jungle and they're all, you know they're kind of there the american it's just I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you've seen the american version of super monkey probably ball it's much more in line with super monkey ball one right um, which is a shame like well it, why would you change it like I, I don't understand and why would you change it for for a worse version i don't know mm. Mm. so so you both finished both the story mode and the expert levels oh but back in the day definitely yeah it was wow. it was it was my thing to do it was you know it was I'm shamed. I'm, I'm... Well, no, like you know, the, the the games are ridiculously hard, and um, Monkey Ball Two is unfairly hard. Whereas Monkey Ball One, I feel, is is 
like ninety five percent fairly hard. If you know what I mean, like it, it treats the player with respect. And you know, I I can't say to anyone, "Oh, you didn't finish Monkey Ball." Do you know what I mean? Because it's just one of yeah. those games that you, you have to grit your way through it. And even if it means the way I play Monkey Ball, <laughs> it's going to be weird, like saying this, but I play Monkey Ball in four player by myself. <laughs> I play oh. I play as four four babies. Uh, the, the first three are tra- <laughs> the first three are training wheels, and the fourth one is the serious one. You're so crazy, I'm, man. I, I know exactly what I'm doing by the time I get to the fourth what you're one. doing. So yeah, it's kind of like a guinea pig. Like I have three guinea pigs in a ball, and, and the fourth uh, one's a monkey, and then he's the so one. This is turn. This is turn based rather than because you can yeah. play. We haven't actually mentioned, but you can play any of these modes in in split screen. Yeah, we did. We did players, that actually a couple of years ago, didn't we? When we, yeah. we did that retro night, it was a retro day. It was really quite fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah I, I definitely play multiplayer on my own with Monkey Ball, and that's how I get to the the EX levels in. I've only got to yeah. the EX once in Expert, and it was the worst thing I've ever Oof. done in my life. I've, I would never, I'm never doing it again. I've seen them, uh, and I know uh, a friend back in the day called Saj, I don't know if he listens to this or not, but he did it, and he was amazing at it. And I was like, right, I'm doing it. If you can do it, then I can do it. I did it once, and I was like, oh. I couldn't even do the first level on Expert EX. I, I, I saw no. it, and I was like, right, never doing that again. But for beginner, it's, it's easy to get the EX levels, which are mental. They're like... They look like F-Zero GX, you know, they're kind of really shiny mm. and glitzy and glamoury and it kind of feels like a good reward. And then you get to advanced DX and it, it's the same three, but adds another one or two at the end of them. And they're, they're even, you know, even more bonkers. But yeah, I just play it four player on my own. And the fourth one, because <laughs> my muscle memory's kicked in by then, the fourth one does it. And Yeah, see, so I think I played it yeah, in a quite a different way. I mean, for me, it was just a case of grit and teeth, learning from my mistakes, carry on and do it, do it. So like I said, the... the it was it was more of a case. I mean, you got the, obviously you, your free trial runs before you do your one, and I, and I think me, I was just more a case of score doesn't bother me. I it's, I just want to you know keep on using continues. There's no real you know whatever I lose points. So what? Um, so it was just a case of get through the first. I mean, sixty seconds these areas. So you know, get first through the first fifteen seconds, learn, perfect, then you know repeat that onto the the next section. Some of the harder levels, and just to the point where you know you you'd master the first three quarters of the level you could do that you know what was really hard to start off with you could do it straight away and then get that final quarter and just putting all those pieces together for that one perfect run uh getting it done and then maybe never going back to that level again you know just feeling <laughs> like okay well, that's complete thank god for that and then continue on to the next one and it's just being that whole rinse repeat carry on and then the you know oh my god at last i finally done it move on yeah. um so you know, I, I don't think I could easily class myself as an expert of the game because you know I'm not score chasing. I'm just purely kind of brute forcing my way through it. But even that way, I I think is fun because you have the oh, yeah. yes. I've, I've, what was fun? I mean, I was playing it again today, and and Liz was laughing at me because I was making grunts like ah oh, no ah oh, damn no why oh come on that's not even fair. And doing you know only the I think the the purest of arcade games can can get you to do which is swear but swear with a great big smile on your face because mm-hmm. what you want to do is go straight back into the action and perfect what you've just messed up only probably to mess up again on the exact same point or the point before you know and kind of make yeah, ridiculous very much like yeah, uh, Mario which we were talking about you know so, so it's a sign of of perfectly implemented controls oh, yeah. isn't it yeah so uh 
latterly a uh, we already mentioned it briefly a PS2 and Xbox conversion um, mm. happened. It's it's a sort is it an amalgam of the two yes, GameCube games? It is. So this was 2005 March in America and Japan and August 2005 here. I was always tempted by this, but I kind of just thought, well, I've still got the GameCube, so why bother? Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's a perfectly valid reason and to, to a point where if you buy the deluxe version you you kind of get penalized for having so many levels in one box because to get to the ex stages <laughs> you have to complete like 50 levels on advanced oh, really because yeah, it merges the two together they smushed them together yeah, right. literally okay. just got one and two put them together so it would be one level from monkey ball one one level from monkey ball two and then maybe two from mm. one you know so it doesn't just have two different sections where you can play one and two they, they just merge the two together to com- oh. combine one massive monkey ball experience <laughs> It's, Interesting. it's crazy like you see advanced it's like beginner 20 stages advanced 50 stages expert 100 stages you're like, how am i gonna i'm never gonna get to the end of an expert without dying like that's ridiculous so what about the extra stuff so does it have bo- both versions of monkey target for instance oh now there's a there's a question um i i i'm so focused on the single player stuff from monkey ball and mm. I, I would have done if i had someone next to me but i never i I've never really you missed touched... out, dude. I know. Monkey Target. Man. Don't get me wrong. It's Monkey it's Target. Monkey Target on the GameCube was on on par with Smash Brothers for me in terms of GameCube's on oh, okay. Smash Brothers mm. Target. But like playing these games recently, like on the Vita, yeah. and, you know, I, yeah. I, I've never dig into the the mini game stuff. Just, just fair enough. Purely out of ignorance, I was just like, no, I'm monkey balling. <laughs> I'm rolling. Like that's the way. <laughs> I'm balling. Yeah. It's uh, it's a game you still you know in the in the few remaining dusty secondhand game shops, uh, Super Monkey Ball Deluxe on PS2 or Xbox is something you still see knocking around mm. from time to time. Yeah. Next up uh, was a DS title, yeah. Super Monkey Ball Touch and Roll, made made a certain amount of sense, <clears throat> and at least now we had a machine in the DS, unlike the GBA that had uh, well, it didn't have analog controls as such, but it had a touch screen and it, and it could deal with polygons. So this was December 2005 in Japan and uh, February 2006 in the rest of the world. Mm. Darren, it's it's all right. It's not bad. Um, I put it on thinking this is just going to be a purely touch-based monkey ball game and it's going to look awful because you know the DS isn't great at handling handling polygons. But what it does, it, it gives you the option of either um, you know D-pad control. Or um, or touch control, which is a blessing for me. I was like, yes, I don't have to touch the touch screen at all. Okay. It's great. Like, yeah, immediately you, you try the touch screen, you're like, yeah, that's not that's not great at all. So you, you gravitate back towards the traditional controls. And actually, what they do with the graphics is that they they, they sort of they, they boil it down to its basics, and it runs really really smooth. And it has levels from Monkey Ball One, and um, not so many from Monkey Ball Two. And it, it does a really good job. Not not a great job, but it just does a good job of being a Monkey Ball game. And I was I was impressed all the way through. I was just like, ah, that's that's all right. Like I was actually quite surprised. Um, yeah, and it I was I was like, and it's weird, but I get excited when I see Monkey Ball One levels in different Monkey Ball games. I'm like, <laughs> it's this one. I love this one, and I love to see how they've changed it. Um, right. It annoys me. It's a little bit that they've they've messed with the timing on some of the levels. Um, the levels where they have bumpers sliding around the map, and you have to sort of fit in between the bumpers, or else you're going to get knocked off. Um, I feel like in, in the DS version they changed the timing so my muscle memory was out of sync with it it's like alright go now oh no I've, I've hit a bumper and I've been knocked off so they've, they've tinkered with the levels a bit and that's, that's a bit frustrating but you know for, for two quid or whatever it was <laughs> I, I definitely loved it um, for you know for, for two pounds I was like that's that's really good um, it has a bit of a weird intro <laughs> where I.I. is sort of wiggling his bum at you saying touch me which is <laughs> is I, it weird know, 
it's weird. He, he'll dance. <laughs> yeah. He'll dance with his bum towards you and saying, "Touch me." I'm like, "Well, let's not do that." So at this point, they'd made. Um, I mean, looking at the box art, they'd sort of gone for a slightly different aesthetic, but one that sort of made sense, which was a sort of like a, a sticker book, maybe type of art. You know, like two D, mm. a, a comic book style Japanese manga ish uh, monkey monkeys. Um, the game's just called. I think it's just called Super Monkey Ball DS in Japan. The touch and roll thing obviously mm. works better in the West. Um, yeah, um, and again, I'm not sure why. I think it was just it didn't review it exceptionally well. Um, and I think, yeah, I'm not sure why I didn't get this. Tony, did you Did you ever? <laughs> no, actually, I, I mean, it's funny looking at all these these games afterwards. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say I fell out of love of the series. I just, I, I haven't followed it since. I was, I've seen all yeah. these games come out. Same here. I've heard, yeah. you know, nine times out of ten, very mixed responses to all of them. Um, yeah. And although I cast, class myself as somebody that loves Super Monkey Ball, none of them have particularly jumped out. You know, I, I've messed around the iOS stuff. I've, you know, I know of plenty of the other stuff that come out. I've watched videos on it, I, I, all that stuff. But none of them have made me day one go, oh, "I'm going to throw down some money for this. This sounds brilliant." Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'll put it in my summary. But it, it, it is weird that you know, as like you, Leon, that, that you know, I I hanker for, <laughs> for a new Super Monkey Ball kind of HD remake or for them to do something with it. Yet. For all the Super Monkey Balls they've released down this list, and there's and there's plenty, and Darren's played them all. Like yeah. none of them jump out at me and say, "Well, no, here we go. This is this is the filler that you you want that you love from the first one." So it's yeah, fascinating I mean, hearing to- Darren talk about them, actually how they play. Um, yeah, it is. It's a shame that um, you know. Apologies to listeners that we could, only one of us can offer an opinion on on all these sequels. But the the plan was originally to do a Super Monkey Ball one and two podcast. Mm. But being Kane and Rince, we you know we we like to go the extra mile. But um, thankfully, Darren was willing to yeah. willing to actually get hold of and play all the ones he hadn't played. Um, whereas I, you know, I've just lazily gone back to the ones I already owned. But, no, but I, as far I as I was that. concerned, the series basically ended. You know, in 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 two thousand and three. Yeah, and I, and I feel the same. I love that passion in somebody that you know is, is such yeah, fun memories totally. of the first one that's willing to. Kind of, I know what you, you you're doing down. It's, it's that that weird experiment. Like nobody else has played this stuff, or if they have, <laughs> like nobody talks about it. So yeah. to to have it either brought or then or at least played it is is one of those weird strings to your bow. It's like wait, yeah, you've been like I've played every game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of kind of strange. So yeah, carry on. I'm, I'm fascinated to hear how some so- of these work. I don't. I haven't actually. I haven't looked into it too deeply, but I don't know specifically which Sega in-house team did the DS version. Um, don't know if you know, Darren. Don't think we'll get the information no. from the box, will we? No, probably not. Sega. Yeah. Now, this next one uh, I had completely forgotten about until I was preparing for this podcast. Uh, but I remember when when I was reminded of it, I remembered that at the time I'd been sort of anticipating it. So this was. Summer 2006 for PS2, PSP, and GameCube, Super Monkey Ball Adventure. Now, the reason I was looking forward to this, normally when a beloved Japanese franchise is handed over to a Western developer, I'm a little sceptical, but this was Traveller's Tales. Now, they weren't quite so famous for the Lego games at this point. Um, In fact, they... Uh, they'd only done Lego Star Wars at this stage. But what they had done in the past were a load of great Amiga and PlayStation mm-hmm. games and Saturn games like Leander, a.k.a. Sagala had, and Mickey Mania and Sonic 3D and Sonic R um, and a couple of Crash games and various things like that. Traveller's Tales, a fantastically talented British team. And, you know, they've now, obviously, they've become the Lego people and made a huge amount of money out of that and, and some great games. But I was thinking, okay, 
So I think maybe Sega have lost their way with Super Monkey Ball. Maybe this Super Monkey Ball adventure will bring the magic back. Um, but then again, the reviews came out. They were a bit middling, and so I never played it. Darren. Yeah, keep, keep it that way. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it, it shows a shred of promise in its challenge mode where the beginner levels are actually quite fun. You're like, whoa, hang on, someone can make monkey ball levels that are actually. What platform did you good. play on? I played this on the PS2. Um, okay. I remember I was well excited for this. It was like, yeah, monkey ball game's coming. And I remember getting the demo thinking, all right, that's a demo. Demos aren't always final representations of the product. You know, that's, that's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll... And um, I never got around to buying it. And I think that's because the reviews put me off. Um, playing it not so long ago, I, I tried to quick rinse it, but it was such a, I don't know if I did it in the end or not, but it was such a pain in the bum to emulate and record it with fraps, you know what it's like. Um, but actually the challenge mode in beginner, a lot of fun. I was like, these levels are, are good fun, like well done. And then you go to advance and you're like, hold on, you've suddenly lost ex- all all rhyme and reason of what makes monkey ball levels good. <laughs> and you're sort of surfing on upside down bowls with holes in it. And you're like, no, don't, don't. Don't do stuff like this. Like they want you to drop through holes that you can't see down the bottom of, and you're doing just ridiculous stuff that you you know. But maybe when you're a game des- a level designer, it looks great that you can sort of roll this ball around these sort of curves and dips and troughs and stuff. But you know, when it comes to actually playing it from behind the point of view of the monkey, it, it doesn't work out so well. Um, the the chat the adventure mode is one of the most boring things I've ever played. Um. Like everyone has got a fetch quest or a thing to do, and that actually sounds quite good when you're you know, it rolling, rolling a monkey. It, it kind of does, though. Like, yeah, I'm going to roll a monkey around this monkey village, and I'm going to solve problems for people. And then you sort of think, hang on, no, this that they want, they just want stupid things done. Like, bounce up to the top of this this volcano and get this thing. That it's usually just bananas at the top. They could get these bananas for me. Like, oh man, they've added like trampolines to Monkey Ball. This is this is wrong. Like, what's going on? And they just sort of, fair enough, that they, they go into brave areas of Monkey Ball that's never been touched. Um, uh, but it's not one that I wanted to spend any longer than 10 minutes in. It's, it's probably Traveller's Tale's worst reviewed game, I suspect, in their, in their entire history. Yeah. Certainly one of them. Um, and the cover render of I.I. is hideous. Yeah. It, it, absolutely got his proportions yeah. wrong. He looks like he's made of, he looks like a, like a clay fighter's character mm-hmm. or something. Um, none of the charm of the uh, of the original Sega renders or or artwork. So drawing a veil over that one. Uh, the A team were back as well. I believe they were anyway. I'm pretty sure Toshihiro Nagoshi was back at the helm for the Wii debut Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz. Um, a Wii uh, launch game over here came out in December 2006 everywhere. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I think the reviews were slightly more positive for this one, certainly than the, the game we've just talked about. Um, but there were a couple of things that put me off. I think the, the reviews weren't, they, they still hadn't climbed back up to the scores that the GameCube versions were getting. And they'd mucked around with the art style oh. and they made it Cutie. really, to me, a really unappealing. Yeah. Um, it's quite weird because like, I really enjoy whimsical art styles like Herbie, mm. Yoshi and all that. But yeah. Super Monkey Ball sort of it's gone more whimsical, but they sort of lost character at the same time. Like the 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 original Monkey Ball one and two, they they have charm and affection, but even though they look quite like aesthetically, they look quite realistic in quotes. If you know what I mean, like they, they yeah, look kind no of really. like more serious in vibe. Mm. Whereas this, they're like they're, they're really <laughs> cartoony now, but they they seem to have lost all charm. And like they've put like a 
X-Man type visor over the baby. Like, what, what are you doing to my baby, man? Don't mess with my baby. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Like, don't do that. I have no idea what that is about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they've added two new characters, Yan Yan and Doctor. Um, mm-hmm. They're not canon. Don't, don't put them in there. <laughs> no, I'm really no, they're like Big the Cat, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're, they're rubbish. But yeah. um, I remember buying this on day one. Because it was it was um it was an import Wii game that I you know I was excited for it was Monkey Ball it had there wasn't a lot there wasn't a lot to play on the Wii at first uh, no. really so and uh, I remember playing it with friends and family and they'd never played Monkey Ball before and they seemed to enjoy it you know they were they were you know effing and jeffing at the bits where they were excited like oh no I fell off and you know they were all getting excited over the tilt controls but playing it recently it's got some really bad design uh, design decisions in there um I, I actually quite enjoy playing it. A, a little bit until you hit the boss fights you're like whoa what Ooh. are you doing like boss fight is not necessary and the the way the monkey ball controls with the tilt you know the Wii remote tilt because it's a Wii remote and it's a launch game so let's let's cram yeah. tilt in there somehow um, it doesn't work with boss fights because you're not tilting the level you're sort of just rolling the monkey around a little bit and when, when a kraken comes on the screen and starts wiggling its octopus legs at you or kraken legs at you it, and then you you get hit by it and you fly off for the twentieth time, I I'd had enough. It was just like we went down off. Presumably, there was no option to use a nunchuck as an analog stick and play it properly in inverted commas. Um, I don't think so. Uh, it, it does say on the back of the box, you know, uh, nunchuck uh, controlled, but it sort of it never really tells you that in game. It sort of just it right. just goes, yeah, this is how you play Monkey Ball Go, and you're like, oh, okay, and you just sort of go with it because that's that's the way you're told to play it. Um, it has a jump button. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that's the first for the series, but you're like, well, like, hmm. stop. Like, well, what's going on? Like, Monkey Ball does not need a jump button. If I'm going to jump in a Monkey Ball game, it's because I'm going fast down a ramp with a lip at the end. Do you know what I mean? Like, it and it's quite novel, but then you sort of you rely on it too much to, well, I do to take shortcuts, and then you realise that actually it's not a it's not a great idea, and you'll press it and you'll land at a funny angle and you'll, you'll fall off the edge and you're like, wow, oh man, is, is it, re- I can understand why they wanted a jump button or something more interactive because they want to, they, they want to change the way monkey ball plays in terms of level design. They want, they want different levels in their games and you know, it sounds like a good idea on paper, but ultimately it's not, it's not the best to press the A button and jump up and down. I think you can also flick it as well to make you jump, which isn't brilliant either. Mm. Um, it features Bad Boon again, but another tiresome story comes along with the Bad Boon, which is sad. And um, it it doesn't have a mini map. I'm not a fan of Monkey Ball games that don't have mini maps. And to me, that's mm. I think that that is like a hallmark for Monkey Ball games for me. It's like, does that have a mini map? No. Oh, it's not that good then. Oh, <laughs> Interesting uh, tidbit. There are obviously quite a few uh, in-house Sega composers have worked on various Monkey Ball games over the years, but um, one of the credits on Banana Blitz is Hideki Naganuma, who was uh, very famous for his Jet Set Radio work, of course. Um, but I guess that's not enough to save the game a few Naganuma tracks. Uh, yes, moderate reviews again, sadly. Um, and then there was a four-year Monkey Ball hiatus in in realistic sense. I think there were some mobile releases and stuff in the meantime. But uh, next up, the series continued on the Wii. Now, who remembers the Wii Fit craze <laughs> of the late 2000s? It really was quite a big thing, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. Um, and we're, we're still sort of waiting for it to kick off again on the Wii U. It probably will never no, happen. Uh, different director for this one, uh, Jun Tokuhara, um, 
a series veteran who's also worked on uh, the All-Stars Racing Series, presumably in conjunction with Sumo and the Yakuza, Yakuza games. But yes, so here is Monkey Ball uh, in February 2010, controlled with a, a big weighing scale. sounds scales. brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. It hurts to think about it because it is, it is, it's not as bad as what you think. It's worse right. than what you think. I don't think that's possible, but okay. Honestly, it is the worst controlling version of Monkey Ball I've ever imagined. Is it maybe just your body? I I have a really bad sense of balance. So so what is it? You you lean forward on the balance board, you go faster, you lean back, you slow down, left, right. And it's exactly how you imagine it in your mind. Okay, so so, so someone that hasn't played it, let me imagine. So the environments must be fairly wide. Because uh, you haven't got precise control. Well, the, the levels are riddled with barriers, as is like uh, most of okay. these monkey ball games with this art style. They're sort of. So you're they're, just they're, trying to beat the time? Yeah, well, you, you're trying to beat the balance board, really. You, you're, <laughs> you're just trying to. You know, when you get on a balance board, it, it calibrates. You have that dot mm-hmm. on the middle of the balance board, and it says, This is where your center of balance is. And you have that in the corner at all times to let you know where your center of balance is. So you're sort of like leaning left and right to tilt the monkey left and right. And then you lean forward, and that's never great in the in, in on a balance board because I feel like I'm going to fall over. So then I sort of stumble a bit, and then you, you want to go as fast as you can. So you sort of lean in forward, and then you know you stumble a bit, and then you're like, "Oh no, I'm going to fall off." And then you just you just you fall off, and it's, there's no fun at yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, this is nothing against a balance board. It was designed for we fit, and you know, they did a fine job at that. It just mm. it's a bit like you know the whole Tony Hawk's skate debacle where you know here's the skateboard and you can lay right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. you know it just it's it sounded like probably a really neat idea in development and then you know you get far enough down the project like yeah we can't cancel this we've put too much money on it let's put it out no one's going to notice well there's a saving grace in that you don't have to play with a balance board you can play with a nunchuck as well, uh, blitz. yeah and i actually had a good time playing it um about six worlds out of eight i think got through about six worlds and i was like you know what? Actually, if you take away the balance board, like it pushes the balance board so much. Like you know, it's called step well, on the front of the box. There's a yeah, balance board. It's on the balance board. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, can I? It doesn't even tell you you can play with a nunchuck. I was like, I'm just gonna just have a nunchuck out and see what happens. I mean, a, a Wii remote and nunchuck out, and it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, you can you can play with regular controls, and I actually wasn't offended by it. It was actually all right. Well, I'm 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 reading that apparently in Banana Blitz, the the predecessor, you could play in the with the traditional analog stick. Mm, um, okay. Alternatively to the the you know the motion controls in the in the Wii remote, but step and roll. Although you didn't have to use a balance board, you did have to use motion controls. You couldn't just use the nunchuck okay. analog stick. It's, it's, uh, they just need to sign. They just need to let the player know. Then, like, they need to just put it out right. How do you want to play? And then you select the one of three ways of playing. Like it. It, it does a really bad job of letting you know how to play, and you know what? It just it it, it does put you off. Well, it's, it's just it Nintendo off. pushing a peripheral for something more than one singular game, and using the Monkey Ball as a, a franchise. Mm. I mean, this, this is what makes me laugh. This feels very much, uh, and I know it's it's not a Nintendo. I assume a Nintendo owned product. It's very much a Sega owned oh, product. Absolutely, but it it seemed like Nintendo were the ones kind of leading the charge with Monkey Ball all the time. Um, to make it well feel, in this era, yeah. it certainly was, and obviously Nintendo and Sega got very close at this point because they were doing Sonic and Mario at the, mm-hmm. at the Olympics. I mean, that series is still going, yeah. and obviously there was the uh, Smash Brothers crossover and stuff. So I think, yeah, they, they, you know, and there was F Zero, of course, which is related to Monkey Ball, and yeah, I think it, it kind of made sense. And and yeah, the the idea of 
bringing that that balance board that i mean they had no problem selling the balance board to people um as it turned out for the Wii Fit but actually from Sega's point of view there were all these people yeah. who had bought who had bought these Wii Fit boards and um you know maybe they wanted something else to do with it um and monkey ball was a, a cute established I'm going to guess the answer was probably no I guess it didn't sell. I mean, I, I haven't looked up sales figures. I guess it didn't. It probably didn't cost a huge amount of money to develop, and I don't know whether it made its money back or whatever. But, but like but, you say, Darren, like earlier, like it's kind of, it's kind of cool that they did it. Yeah. As much as it, it may not turn out great as a product, it's kind of fun that you know the balance board had a, another game, and I'm sure there's two or three out there, but it, it could fall down in that little category of like it, it you know, weirdness. Hmm. Yeah. It's. it's... It's nice to see the series lives on, even though, you know, I, I did enjoy Step and Roll when playing it without its, you know, its primary way of playing, which was obviously the balance board. Um, you know, it's it's all right. It's it's not bad. Uh, most of these Wii, the, the Wii games that they released, um, they rely mostly on luck because you add a jump button in <laughs> and you're sort of bouncing off the floor in 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 odd ways and. They do some really crazy stuff with the level design, and they, it it relies on you jumping over certain things and timing it just right. And then you just it's yeah, it's lick lick it's luck over skill with these <laughs> Wii games. And you know I could tolerate it up to a point, and then you're just like, all right, I'm dying because the game's forcing me to die, not because I'm you know bad at the game. But it's come so far, like the way you're talking about it, knowing what a pure test mm. of sheer analog skill that the original game was mm. you know particularly it feels almost like you know i haven't played the others uh since two and two was too difficult for me but it's it just feels like the series has gone further and further away from what the it core. was yeah. it's absolute what it's what it was for what the original <clears throat> monkey ball coin op was a test of analog skill you yeah. versus you know as this very very precise controlled thing against these environments and you're talking about how it's about luck and jump buttons and gimmicks and you know i think i think the art style um is a massive like flag like a like a, a, a an obvious piece of reference like these the games have changed and this is the 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 first thing you see is the art style changing. You're like, right, these games have changed. Let's find out why. And you can tell, like, I think that's why they changed the art style because they wanted to change the way the game plays. And I think, like I say, that's the first go-to thing, isn't it? You're like, well, oh, these monkeys have changed. What else has changed? And I think they're, they're, hmm. they're skewing the, the series in a direction that, I'm, you know, I, I'm not agreeing with 100%. And, um, yeah, it's a shame. I'd love to, like you say, I'd love for them just to remake one and two again in the, in a HD um, version. So next up, uh, chronologically, one we've already mentioned, which was the uh, Super Monkey Ball 2 Sakura edition, um, which was developed by Other Ocean, known for uh, things like South Park Tenement's Revenge on XBA and Gunstringer Dead Man Running um, and the Mortal Kombat arcade collection. Um, That was iOS and Android in 2010 and 2012. It's all right. It's very much in in the ilk of the Wii games. It has that art style. So therefore, it tries gimmicky things that you you sort of play one or two levels with and go. Oh. Is it called Super Monkey Ball Two because it's Super Monkey Ball Two, or because no. it's it's be, it's because it's the sequel to Super Monkey Ball on handheld devices? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they they, they oh, have levels okay. from older games, but right, mostly it's it's a brand new game. It's called Super Monkey okay. Ball Two. All right. And then next up, back on a Nintendo handheld 3DS version. 
this was developed by Dimps, who are most famous probably for uh, cooperating with Capcom on Super Street Fighter 4, or Street Fighter 4, um, and also Sonic the Hedgehog 4, but they're actually a, a pretty remarkable um, Japanese team who go back with the Sonic Advance games on the GBA and Sonic Rush on the DS and uh, a lot of Dragon Ball Z games and various stuff, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, of course. Um, Toshiro Nagoshi is credited as producer on Super Monkey Ball 3D on the 3DS. Um, so this was 2011 um, in all regions, um, I guess, around the time that the 3DS launched. Yeah. And? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's my first Monkey Ball, and not literally, but it's that kind of... It's the game that you would put in front of a five-year-old to play Monkey Ball. It's so oh. it's so easy and friendly and nice. And like I got to World Eight, and there were still barriers on the side of the levels. And it's 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 the game that you would hand your child to play Monkey Ball, and then they'd you know obviously find out that the game could be best. But yeah, you, I I played it. It took me an hour to complete, and I was just like, oh, that, that, that doesn't happened. sound too bad. Yeah, it happened, and it was it was not offensive. It was it was quite competent. I just wish there was a challenge for me, and you know, I I appreciate the fact that not every Monkey Ball game's for me, and this one is like I say, is a good present for a minor. Comes with uh, Monkey Race and Monkey Fight. Um, it received largely fairly mediocre reviews overall. Yeah, I, th- I think those. I think the reviewers are always reminded of the first one, and they're like, oh, because yeah. the first one. What I have, what I do appreciate from these later Monkey Ball games is that they've reduced the amount of bananas you need to collect the life. Like in the first one, you need a hundred bananas to collect the life. Yeah, and you know, inevitably you're going to die before you even get a hundred. So now that it's like, I think it's in the in the 3DS one and maybe the Wii ones, they've changed to twenty or thirty bananas, and I think that's a lot more. I think that's better for you know the younger players that the market they're heading for with this art style of you know, series of Monkey Ball games. And I wish that that was the case in the first Monkey Ball on the GameCube because. Like people like me who were going to play Monkey Ball One on the GameCube are going to play it without dying, or that's 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 our end goal. So why have it 100 bananas? Why not just make it 30 anyway for for everyone? You know, obviously mm. they can't change mm. it in retrospect. Yeah, I mean, you know, the original game is now uh, almost 13 years mm. old at this point. So that's that's quite a lot of things have changed in gaming in that time. Which brings us up to the most recent Super Monkey Ball, um, which is a game that was kind of passed with so little fanfare that it doesn't even have its own Wikipedia page. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, this is Super Monkey Ball Banana Splits <laughs> with a Z. Uh, and it's on the Vita. <clears throat> and it came out in uh, in June 2012 in Japan and uh, later in 2012 in the rest of the world. Um, apparently it features analog controls, but also gyro, tilt, front and rear touch camera features and more. Yeah, I quickly abandoned those uh, in favour of the yes. dual analog sticks. But yeah, it does have things, you know, that um, it, has, it uses the camera to make a level. You can create your own levels using the camera. So you take a picture of something, and I don't know if people remember, but there was an article about um, someone taking a picture of their girlfriend's breasts, and that turned into a level of a monkey rolling over some breasts. Um, right. Which is, you know, okay, if that's what you want to do, then fair enough. And it's quite cool that you can just take a picture of anything. <laughs> I'll take a picture of the TV and I'll make a level out of the TV. Sort of. <laughs> the, the things that I tried, it sort of spat out a series of random blocks at me and it didn't really work. But <laughs> I think it's all due, due down to like light conditions and, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the thing that you're taking a picture of, is it, you know, is it good enough to make a level out of? Gemma's face isn't the best thing to take, make a level out of, I'll be honest. Aww. 
She might be offended by that, but you know, she hasn't got the best face. Infinite levels, though. Yeah, ideally, you could just you just don't want to play them. <laughs> yeah, they're all just a bit weird. Um, it's actually it's actually a really good game, and I don't know if I'm... how does it sort of relate um, to you know other monkey balls in recent times. So it's it, it's it... quite clearly going for a, um, a little big planet vibe. If you look at the front cover, they're kind of like they're kind of like sticker esque and like eyes like a balloon, like a handcraft balloon. I can see that because mm. it's on a Sony device, they're sort of skewing it towards the Sony like like Little Big Planet yeah. Tearaway vibe, I guess. Like they didn't know about Tearaway back in the day, but like the Vita sort has its own vibe of games, and they're definitely skewing mm. the art style towards that. Um, you know, I played it all the way through, and I was like, it has a few um, moments of craziness in its level design. Like at one point, I was rolling down the back of a dinosaur, and I thought, this is ridiculous. Like, there's no. There's no skin involved here. Like the, the dinosaur's full of lumps and bumps, and I was just falling off all over the place. But for the most part, it was it was a sound, you know, a, a sound version of a Super Monkey Ball game, and I really enjoyed playing it. And the the the, the gimmicky features I've learned from previous games were not worth toying with after the um, you know, after five minutes, you're like, well, get rid of them. But you know, if you're looking for a, if you're looking for a good Monkey Ball game from you know from the GameCube one, this would be the one you would get. To make you okay. feel good about Monkey Ball, I really enjoyed it, and I haven't tried the party games, but it says Monkey Target. I'm wondering if we can play Monkey Target online. <laughs> mm. So it's only taken eleven years and half a dozen or a dozen other versions, yeah. and they kind of got yeah. it. It's yeah, mm. it's 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 all right. There were some really like like you said, Tony earlier. There's some levels in there that you laugh out loud and swear because it's so funny that you died. You're like, oh, game, you done that to me, you cheeky. And I haven't felt that way about Monkey Ball in what six games and this one was like yeah this one actually is a good challenge there's no barriers on the side of the levels for from what i can remember it treats the player with respect and it has a slight camera control which like when you're on the wings of a pterodactyl and you're like hold on i need to change the camera a little bit you're like okay let's turn the camera a little bit and it yeah it's um it's well worth the five pounds i paid for it and if you... i don't actually know again it's uh developer sega you know like um without sort of researching each of the finding a credits list and researching each of the individual names I don't know kind of who's responsible for this whether it's teams that have been working you know it's I, I imagine it's some people who have worked on previous titles and some other Sega people and I don't suppose it's a you know like a it's, it doesn't quite work with Sega in the same way as it used to, where you had your, you know, your big teams with the famous names and stuff like that. So, mm. but um, yeah, fair play to them if they've if they've improved things. It'll be interesting to see if there will be more. I mean, they they keep coming out as we've seen. You know, we've gone through how many there have been. Um, there's been apart from that gap between 2006 and 2010. There's been there's been something every every year or two um, for the whole time. Yeah, um, there's a few more things I'd like to say about the Vita version quickly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, fi- finally, you can skip the credits, says my notes. Which um, when, oh. when you first play a Monkey Ball game and you finish it, you have to go through that arduous, boring, rolling <laughs> towards the name. Interactive credits. I, ha- yeah. I don't like them. Rayman does it. I don't like it then. I don't like it in Monkey Ball. And, you know, it, it's a little thing, but I was like, capital letters, finally, you can skip the credits. I was happy about that. And mm. it, it, it is, it's like... You know, like the, the the CDs now, this is what you call music 15 or whatever. I'm so out of touch, but it's like the, the Now albums. It's kind of like the Monkey Ball version of a Now album. Now that's what you call Monkey Ball because the first two sections, like beginner and advance, are just the, the classic levels in the in a Vita game. You'll recognize levels from previous games and feel right. good about it. You're like, yeah, this is the level I remember from Monkey Ball 1. And it does a really good job of recreating them. So I, yeah, I've got a lot of love for the splits, even though I haven't gone back to it since, you know, I finished it. 
I I was not I was I thoroughly enjoyed my time of it. From the forum, Andy Kurosaki is talking about the original Super Monkey Ball. He says he picked it up cheap when he got his GameCube. Uh, a few years after release, he continues, I'd never played it before, but going from the high praise Games TM kept giving it, I felt it was worth a £20 punt. It certainly was. Can't say I was brilliant at it. Once I got to the hard stages, I struggled a bit, but that didn't matter. The game was just so much fun. Then I tried out the mini games, specifically Monkey Target, which proceeded to dominate me and my brother's spare time. I have fond memories of setting a high score, going to work, only to come back to see Colin had utterly <laughs> destroyed them. So I tried to one-up him, and so the cycle repeated. Monkey Bowling was also well worth the price of admission. Haven't really played the rest of the series. I rented the Vita one, but didn't play much of it. But the original was a work <clears> of genius. <throat> assume the Vita one also uh, has online leaderboards on built-in, presumably. Um... I didn't see much of that, but that's because I don't think any of my friends on my friends list were playing it. So yeah. I never really threw it up in my face as like, hey, yeah. compete with these dudes. Um, judging by the back of the box, it doesn't say much about a leaderboard. It's, it's got, it's got yeah. network play, so there are some online functionality moments. Um, mm. We'll look into that and hopefully um, I can inspire someone to play Monkey Target with me online if it has it. Because Monkey yeah. Target's great. If it's the original Monkey Target. Looking at the tiny screenshot, it looks good. So, uh, some three-word reviews from Twitter. We have uh, Brian Tarran. Brian Tarran, who is our new blog contributor. And we've already got one article up from him on the site about Metro Last Light, and we have a new one coming soon. Mm, lovely. He says, uh, it made me laugh, ball apingly good. Quasimod <laughs> uh, says, fuck Expert 7. <laughs> oh. Necromancer, speedrunner's dream ellipsis. <laughs> Stretching yeah, the <laughs> Ryan Human, early difficulty wall. Frozen treasure, pure satisfying challenge. Michael Lipwood. Aye aye. Love it. Nice to end on a pun. Mm-hmm. They seem to skew towards Monkey Ball One more than well, all of them actually. They all seem to aim at Monkey Ball One. But there's no real Monkey Ball Two. Yeah, I sort of specifically asked. Uh, I just said Super Monkey Ball, so I assumed people would. It would have been very difficult to sum up the entire series <laughs> in three words, uh, as we've proved. So uh, our summaries, really, um, it'll have to be our summaries of of whatever we've played of it, really. Um, and yeah, if there's one particular game you'd recommend, or or some future wish, uh, starting with Tony. Yeah, Monkey Ball as a series is really odd to me because I think Monkey Ball One is just pure arcade fun. It's you know it's the memories that I had from the original kind of Dreamcast stuff where it's just you know Sega right on top of the game like you know really really good stuff like Crazy Taxi where you just love being within this environment and playing it. And you know we we've brushed over a lot of the stuff in all the Monkey Ball games, but it's it's not just how well it plays and it plays you know superbly with the control stick is just really finite controls it's the sounds the music it's the way it looks it's the it's interesting because when i played this with um my would have been my girlfriend at the time my wife now liz uh, and we were joking and laughing at levels that we'd got up to and remembered how hard certain ones were and a big smile on my face and you know there we were going through the second one again and going like it didn't have that same you know immediate recognition of oh yeah yeah oh, this is a brilliant level it was just like oh Oh yeah, I think oh, I remember this really difficult bit, and like the, the charm wasn't there. Now, you know, I haven't played many of the others. I've I've dipped in in and out and played demos and, and bits of many of these in the series that Darren's talked about, but none of them has recaptured that spirit. And I, if anything, looking down this list, it kind of reminds me of how Sonic has turned out. Like 
the funness of loving Sonic in the early days and how they got it so right in the first couple of games, or the third one as well. But then just how the series now, like you see them come and you see them go and you see the reviews being slightly middling and you might get the odd person go, oh, you should play this one because it's kind of good. But you, you never do. And it's odd. I, I want to I wanna play maybe an HD version of Monkey Ball, but I'll tell you what, playing it on the GameCube and it, yeah, it's what, 12, 13 year old game now. It, it's re- it works really well. It just felt it just felt like pure IK fun. So, you know, I adore the first one. The second one, if you're a monkey ball person that loves monkey ball, you sh- it's a it's a good game because there's a challenge element there, but it it's not as tight and it's not as memorable as the first one. And as for the rest of the series, I I, I pass it on to Darren. But it, it sounds like it's a mixture of all sorts of uh, mess and interesting ideas and and nothing that quite you know, recaptures what monkey ball one was so if you got a gamecube or if you got a wii then i recommend picking up monkey ball one because it's a real charming game if you can get through that then go ahead and and experience two for your own your own enjoyment stroke frustration stroke throw pad out window um yeah so i i love i like i want to say i love the series but i clearly i I like one more than the rest which is odd Yes, very similar. Um, as I say, the series may as well may as well have ended at Super Monkey Ball Two for me. Um, so it's a bit weird saying that I love yes. this. I love this series. I love this game or whatever. But I do. I love Super Monkey Ball One, even though I've never finished all the expert stages. Um, I love the aesthetic. I love the surreal um, nature of it. The, the the cuteness, like these characters. I, we talked when we talked Little Big Planet recently. Mm. I talked about how much I love Sackboy. Well, I love the Super Monkey Ball monkeys even more than I love Sackboy. I have the toys, you know. Um, I love that vibe. That this is like the 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 end of the first era of great Sega, you know, arcade games with the blue skies and 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 that ludicrously happy but slightly off kilter vibe. Um, and yes, even though. The, the elements of this game are, are beyond my skill, certainly in my patience nowadays. Um, I can still turn it on and immediately, you know, it, it's like, you know, triggered. Diddly, 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 like go. Tony said. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just smiling away and um, remembering many, many happy hours playing some of the, uh, the unlockable extra stuff that was included in the home versions. Um, as I say, particularly the first target, but also bowling and uh, and billiards. Super Monkey Ball 2, as I say, returning to that, um, just far less fondness for it. Um, although, as I say, I've kept hold of it mainly to play the improved versions of really, really almost exclusively play, to play some of the improved uh, minigames. Um, but the game being that much harder than an already tough original, but not in a way that I particularly enjoyed. Um, there are some aesthetic things that I liked about it. It hadn't gone down the route. The art style had changed as, as Darren's talked about, but um, it just didn't feel like as much of a, a perfect package mm-hmm. to me as the original game, just like a, the, the original for me now stands as a kind of pure one-off and the series may, may as well have ended there. It's like that um, epic shelf. Aaron talks about you know mm-hmm. they can yeah. go up on there. I think I, when I did my top yeah. fifty, it was it was in my top fifty. So yeah, you know, fantastic. Yeah, the first one the first one stands apart for me. And as I say, this is, is slightly unfair because I haven't I really haven't played any of the others. But those changes to the art style, the middling reviews, and and all the other stuff just put me off. It didn't it didn't seem like 
that was where I wanted the series to go. So my wish is that Sega still get round to bringing us a downloadable version of the original, possibly with some elements of the second one, maybe some of the best levels somehow. Yeah, some Trials HD like kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, Pac-Man kind of um, score chasing stuff and, and see who who there are. Absolutely, yeah, there. absolutely. And a HD original with yeah um, online leaderboards and an online play would be perfect. Well, you just have a ghost coming off the side of a, a the level straight through the goal in four seconds. You'd be like, well, <laughs> yes, you would un- undoubtedly. Yeah, but um, but that's interesting yeah. in itself. Um, yeah, downloadable replays of other people doing it, stuff like that. I always dig that in in these games, but. Um, yeah, play that on the on the GameCube or the Wii, the first one. Darren. Yeah. Uh, so Super Monkey Ball One uh, came out of nowhere for me. It was a surprise hit, which is you know quite rare. Like you know, uh, if you compare it to these days, where you know about every game all the time, you're like, okay, uh, this is Monkey Ball. And I just as, as soon as I grabbed hold of it, I, I thought it was uh, you know a superb game. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to continue to be a superb game 13 years later. Like I. I had the GameCube set up with my CRT as well as other Nintendo consoles, and I will do for for Monkey Ball. The GameCube has a lot of great games, but mm-hmm. I genuinely think Monkey Ball is the best one on the machine. And I don't say that easily because I'm a you know I'm a big Nintendo fan from many years ago. But I genuinely believe Monkey Ball is the best game on that machine, and for that reason, it you know I don't have to say anything else. It's just it's arcade perfection. Like you, you can't. You can't. Uh, you can. You can knock it, but especially if you compare it to later games, you, you can't. You can't knock that game at all. I think it's. It embodies everything about Sega in one game. Like, um, I think you know lately the Sega Sonic All Star Racing's. I think it, it shares a lot in common with Super Monkey Ball and just Sega vibes in general. Like you know the announcer, the, the music, the way it all sort of. The camera feels... pan round at the start. Yeah. yeah. It, it, the speed up, feels... holding down A to make it speed up because you've seen it 10 times before. Yeah, and I, I genuinely believe that this game was destined for Dreamcast at one point and, you know, the, the, the way that went sadly meant, meant that, well, you know, it means that I get to play it on my, my Nintendo GameCube, which is also, also a blessing. And maybe I wouldn't have even tried it on the Dreamcast because by that time I was sort of, yeah, I, I do like the Dreamcast, but it wasn't my 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 favorite machine to go to so maybe i wouldn't have even tried it so for i'm sort of grateful that it went the way it did that sounds really harsh sorry but i yeah monkey ball one brilliant uh, monkey ball two was uh at the hype train coming towards me at a million miles an hour and it knocked me over and i was like oh why'd you do that for like oh why 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 would you do that and for reasons that we've already explained it, it's it's quite bland in its level design and that's quite weird to say because it has things spinning around and jumping <laughs> up and down like it's on some sort of drug and it, it, it just feels too bonkers for its own good it just feels mental and like every time you step into a level you're like right what, what random thing am i having to deal with this time and it sort of takes away the, the f- you know it monkey ball one puts the faith in your hands as a player whereas monkey ball two sort of takes it away and in retrospect i did enjoy playing it again because it's more monkey ball um but I, I couldn't recommend it as a even now. I couldn't recommend going back and just playing Monkey Ball Two, um, as the single player stuff. I understand the mini game stuff is great, and um, you know that, that's the reason why Leon kept it you around. Around Leon's Monkey... for a party, then I think. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. <laughs> but for me, Monkey Ball One is where it's at, and until they re-release it as a HD, um, you know, download for whatever console, I'll be, I'll be there if they ever do that. 
like, uh, this Vita version puts a lot of faith back into my heart as uh, that Sega understand what the series is. You sound like a Sonic uh, player, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so uh, yeah, let's not let's not start that. <laughs> I, I do I, I do feel like this one here is on the upsurge from from the rest. It does feel like um more traditional monkey ball than the rest and that that's that's a good sign, right? Yeah. So yeah, cool. Monkey Ball One, one of the best games ever made in my opinion. Thank you very much, uh, everybody. It uh is indeed that time when we take a couple of weeks off. So we won't be back next week. Uh, if you're listening to this as soon as it comes out. We'll be back in a couple of weeks uh, in issue 111, talking about Nia. I won't be there. Um, But until then, it just remains for me, Leon Cox, to thank Tony Atkins and Darren Gargett. And we'll leave you with some jaunty music. (laughs) 